Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everybody. To the sound of my voice, thank you all for joining me for Lyrics Lounge. Great peace, lots of love, and lots of light to all of you. Um... Tonight we have quite a few special guests. I'm waiting to come into into the line now. We have, hold on just a second. Somebody's trying to get in now and can't get in. If you are on the chat line and you would like to dial in on the call, the number is 724-444-7444, and the PIN number is, one pound. Just give me a sec and let me get these other people on the line and we'll be right with you. Hello, I see everybody um, seems to be getting in, except for a few of the callers. That's what I'm dealing with now, trying to make sure all the callers get in. But I see the chat room is, is filling. That is pretty dope. Welcome, welcome, everyone. I wonder who's showing as guest two. Hello, guest two. Thank you for actually joining in on the call. Just waiting for everyone to get in. I see Texas is in the house. Thank you for joining us, Texas. Oh, we got Central Alabama dialing in. 
Pretty dope, pretty dope. Hello, Erica, are you on the line with me? Hello, I am. Introduce yourself to everyone. Huh? I said I'm here too. Yay. Hi. Just waiting for um the guest to join us. Oh, I'm gonna mute myself while I make some noise on this theme, okay? Okay, maybe yeah. I need to yeah. We're still getting people on the call. You know how it is at the beginning of the call, anyway. So I hope everyone has had the beginning of a great week. It's been exhausting for me already, but it's only about to get better. I'm not going to stress about it. Yeah, it's been an exhausting day, but it's been a good day. Really not exhausting. But we are here nonetheless. Oh, we got Northwest Illinois on the call. Thank you for joining us. Hey. Hola. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? Good. Excellent. Oh, my, look. I'm trying to cook, text, and read all at one time. Me too, Trey. Now, how does that work exactly? Um, when you have multiple things going on at one time, you have like to do me multiple- right now. <laughs> yep, because we have a few. We have a few um having an issue getting it on the call, so that's what's taking up a lot of the time right now. But oh, we'll get it together. We'll get it together. But yeah, we got some pretty dope people coming in. Trey, you should know that. Are you with them now? No, I'm um, not. No, okay. I'm at, I'm 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 working right now, cooking. I'm at the restaurant. No, I'm not working. It's a contract job. No, Hi, I'm doing a home a home meal for a client. I wonder where you um if the other guest on well if the other playwrights are on the play is on the line. Hold on. I'm Asia. Asia's here. Hey Asia. Hey. Hi Asia. 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 H
How you been doing, girl? All starved to play and whatnot. Girl, I'm good. Awesome stuff. I am good. We're just trying to get a few people on. That is Taisha. Taisha should be calling in. She's trying to get in now. I don't know. I see you, Toy. Um, Toy, you're on live. You can say hello. I was trying not to be rude and interrupt. <laughs> I mean, you know at the beginning of the show, we always got to get everybody situated anyway. You know that I'm not familiar with talk shoes like that, so I, I Oh, yeah, you despise know. talk shoes. Yeah, my bad. I see that's why though. I, I think that's how I, I remember how to log in. Yeah. I see why it's it's a lot more than just I, I think blog talk wins after all. Hey, Dolores on the chat line. Oh, be well. Oh, be well. Always working out. We have people on the actual call. When we have people in the chat room, we're just trying to wait for Taisha to get through. She's coming in now. Who's representing Illinois? They don't. They want to be shy. Oh. I was just reaching. You don't have to speak. I was just speaking. Hello, is this Taisha on the line? Oh, so you got it? Hello, I'm sorry. Is, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> okay, good. Is that Taisha speaking? No, this is Ebony. Hey, Ebony. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. Excellent day. Okay, just a few more minutes. Well, just a few, yeah, just a few more minutes. Not that much longer. About two minutes, then we're going to get started. Just trying to let the, let everyone get in on the call. So we want to make sure everyone is present. I should have roll call. Okay, we have Massachusetts on the call. Welcome, welcome. Alabama is t- is it's is turning out really beautiful. Loving it. Absolutely loving it. Huh? Hey, this is Taisha. Hey. Hey. Is there others with you? Uh, no, they're not with me. They're trying to call in. Just forward them what I sent you. Uh, well, I'm here. Everybody's here. All right, all right. I would really like to say thank you all for showing up. That just means just so much in and of itself. 
always just appreciate the opportunity um, to be able to come on your show <clears throat> and um, let you know um, exactly what we're doing uh, in the community. Um, I think it's awesome that you're giving us that platform. Well, why wouldn't I? First of all, I love stage plays. Like, a lot of people tend to shy away from them because, of, especially dudes, I notice, because of the singing. But shoot, I just love a good, some good acting and a good live play any day. And I'm glad that you're actually doing what you want to do in life. Because that means a lot. And then you're getting other people on with the more things that they love to do. We are going to have a um, a lucky caller later on in the show to join me for the play. They could come from the chat room. They could come from on the call. Whoever knows. No one ever knows. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes, girl, we got, we're coming VIP because I heard y'all going to have dinner at VIP. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I heard you guys are having dinner. Um, the VIP has dinner. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we have to eat. You know what I'm saying? I know that's <laughs> We're going to be on stage um, in, front of, in front of all those people, so we're going to have to have some nourishment. Exactly. So who's going to be the lucky chef? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Chef Trey is going to be the one um, supplying us with the delectables that that evening. <clears throat> if so, then I'm I'm so there for it because she has the. I best. hope so. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. What she does? So are you cooking? Yeah. I am. <laughs> you gonna cook for the show? I am. I'm excited. Okay, because if you ain't cooking for the show, then I ain't doing. I ain't even gonna do the VIP. Wow. <laughs> yes, you will. Yes, you should. Uh, yeah, you know I will. I can't sit there and have food smelling at night. Eat the food. It's not going to work. I'm excited. So how many of the um of the actual actors are coming in on the call? I know you said all of them weren't joining. But we can go ahead and get into talking about the play and then talking to the actors in the play the ones that are on the call. Go ahead and get it started. Why not? It's a good bit of people online, and I thank you all for calling in. If you're on the chat and you would like to come in on the call, you can just stop 724-444-7444. Pretty simple number. And then the call ID number. I'm going to post this in the chat room, by the way. The call ID number is one four three eight eight seven pound, and then you press one pound. Okay, let me get that posted for you guys. So, I guess we'll go ahead and get started with the actual um, interview. 
with Taisha. All is fair in love and war, huh? That's the name of the play. And so tell us a little bit about the play exactly. So the locals that are here can know what they're getting into if they decide to come. Did did she go away? Is Taisha still there? You still there? Okay, I'm here. I'm sorry, I put the phone on mute. I'm trying to do a million things at one time. Um, I'm here. Okay, I was, I was. We were talking about the play "All Is Fair in Love and War," and I was asking pretty much what's the inspiration behind the play. What made you write this play in particular? Uh, inspiration behind all the channel of the war. Um, you know, initially when I wrote it, when I wrote it, I wanted to tell um, a different story, and the story was much different than what it's developed into now. Um, but I just wanted to show different um, aspects of relationships, or like different sides to relationships, in an open way. Um, so the story, All the Fair Love Award, is about a couple who, um... I'm so, sorry, I can't hear. I, I, I think I, I can't hear. I'm, I'm getting, it's really stopped up for me. Okay, hang on. Uh, is that better? Hello? Hello? Yeah, yes, yes. Can you hear me? Is that better? Yes. Yes, I can hear you. Okay, cool. <laughs> Um, the story I was saying in the war, I mean, it's about a couple who agrees to um, to be in an open relationship. Um, Ooh. That's already interesting. Right. <laughs> it, it's, it's, uh, it's something. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of twists and turns in this story. I mean, um, there, there's a lot of, a lot of, Things that go on in in everyday uh, uh, circle of friends that's going on in the story, you know, um, it's just amplified because it'll be on stage. And I think it's awesome the way each um, person is intertwined with the next person. You know, every person has um, some kind of dealings with the next person. You know, kind of like the five degrees of separation. You know, okay. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I really think each character um, intertwines into the next. So yeah, it's it's a pretty intricate story. Oh, I can't wait! And so the the show date is what, April the twenty eighth, right? Yes, it's Friday, April twenty eighth, uh, seven o'clock at the Carver Theater. Seven o'clock, great time. We're gonna be. I'm gonna be there with a special guest. Who is I know. the special guest? I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, Luke, I have a question for you because I'm not at the computer. Um, What's that? See, like, the number of listeners that you have? Uh-huh. I'm trying to – so, okay. Can you see I, – I don't know if you can see it, though. I'm not sure. No, no I don't see anything. But if the listeners, if they call into this number, does that mean they're on the line, too? 
you don't post this. This isn't public. This is public. What is it? And now? I did post Sorry. it. Somebody just logged back in. Somebody just logged in too. But I did post it. You okay. mean what I had sent to you? You I'm can send that out if you need. How um how you can listen to the show if you're not online. Yeah, they just call the number. It's oh, the same okay. thing. They just call the number and put in the same things that you did. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. Okay. Um Yeah. So that's exciting. Uh that's all fair love and war. I'm not sure who's all on the line right now from the past. Hi, it's Ebony. I'm Jasmine. Um, I play the best friend of the um, starring uh, actress in the play. Um, <clears throat> that's Asia Penix. Asia Penix. Um, and I am just so excited to see exactly um, what type of reaction that we get from the the audience in the play. I mean, it's a great play that's funny, you know, there's, you know, there's attitude, <clears throat> excuse me, there's emotion, there's all kinds of things going on um, in the play. And I, I just believe that it's something that's great for the city, something um, black-made, black-owned, black-produced, and, um, and black, you know, just strictly for black entertainment. And I think it's, it's just a great thing, and everybody needs to see um, the talent coming out of Birmingham right now. Birmingham have been showing out lately when it comes to talent, I've noticed. And I'm about proud of that. I am. So um, tell us a little bit about your character. Well, my name and is Jan. your favorite character? I am. I'm kind of like the, uh, let's say, Cookie from Empire, but Angela from um, Why Did I Get Married role is kind of a, a mixture oh. of the two. Um, I bring oh. the staff, I, I bring the attitude, um, I, I bring the confidence into the play. Um, I, I, I love my best friend. I'm there for her, for her and um, I'm, I'm just really there um, to have her back in the play. So um, I, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to bring as much as I can. This is my first time um, in, an, in an acting role in quite some time, and uh, I'm just ready to entertain the people here. That's that's pretty much it. Cool. So who is your favorite character in the play? You think, you say. Honestly, in the play, my favorite character would probably be uh, Jameson. Jameson has so much attitude. She, like, really doesn't care, and um, she's very opinionated and judgmental, and I just love that about her. So I would definitely make her her character my favorite in the play. Cool. Well, I can't wait to see the play, and especially your character, because Cookie Mix with Angela, that sounds like one crazy ball. <laughs> yes, that's not that true ride or die. Don't think it ain't coming, because it's coming, honey. Oh, I cannot wait. I hope you guys end up getting to do this in other cities because that'll be pretty dope. So hopefully yeah. somebody is on the call and, like, try to get you guys out there. Maybe we can get a tour going. Oh, I definitely look forward to it. I do, too. Well, that's awesome. So 
Who who else is on the call from the play? I think y'all said Asia was on here. Asia, Asia's the star of the play. Oh, one of the leads. I guess she's not on right now. Kelly, she's on. I think maybe she might be muted. Kelly. I'm looking at her. Is that her in the background? Where, where, where's my best friend? She's on the call, but you can't hear her. At all. I can't hear her because I see okay. her sitting there talking into the phone. Sometimes how these conference calls go, everybody else has to hear. Here I am. Phone. I'm oh, here. Okay. I was going to bring you my phone. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm here. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I'm here. This is Asia. I play the role of Callie, who is um, the lead female in the play. Um, Callie is a complex character in that she is um, pretty fed up with a lot, and she goes through a lot throughout the um, throughout the story. Uh, and I find it very interesting where she ends up. Um, you know, it's, it's always kind of hard to do these kind of interviews without, right. without telling too much, <laughs> right. Because I was told about to ask, where she end up? Well, um, I, I will say that Callie is a lot of people. She is a lot of people in that she has some inner battles that she deals with that she's just not willing to share. Um, mm-hmm. and that affects everything around her and everybody around her, um, even though she might be unaware of how it affects the people around her. Um, her husband does what he can to help, and everybody around her tries to help in one way or another, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the help that she needs or the help that she wants. Um, so that's Callie's character. She is Sometimes the victim, sometimes she's the villain, um, and it's really up to the audience to kind of figure out which of which does she end up being. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a fun character to play. Um, yeah, this is a, it's a fun character to play. Who will you say your favorite character is? My favorite character is Kelly. Kelly is Callie's younger sister who is um, very unapologetic (laughs) in her life in every way. Um, She does not care much about what anyone thinks. Um, And I like that about Kelly. I I think that there's a little piece of that that everyone has or everyone wishes they had. Uh, And so you really get that played out in a really fun way. Cool. Did any of the guys come in on the show? Um, I don't know if any of the guys are here because I think they're working. Okay, okay. Well, we'll let them slide this time. Yeah. We might have you guys back again and talk about the show before it drops. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Where did Trey go? I know she's doing like 50,000 things at one time, but it's your time, child. I'm your here. time. So I could listen 
and move around. Um, I am the mother of Callie and Kelly. And, okay. Um, I am the uh, hmm. How to say it without saying it? Um, I get to channel my mother. How about that? That's the best way to put it. When my mother is like, she, my character is like that Sunday school, you know, old teacher that you done had for like 40 years. And <laughs> she's trying to make sense of what in heaven's name, you know, her children around here doing. Um, right. So, yeah, that's uh, that's me. I like, I like. I like the fact that I can go from being sweet to pissed. So, you know. So yeah. That, yeah, that's that's a mama move for real. I was just talking about that the other day. Because your mama get on, be smooth, cut you out, and then answer the phone like, hello, yes, how are you? It's like, mom, really? You just cut me yeah. out. I can't wait to see that. So you, you it's it's more comedic when it's done with you? Your character? No. Uh, no, she's okay. not comedic. Uh-oh. No, I, I am. I am. Uh, I guess the spiritual person in the in the show. You know, to, to have the spiritual side to it. So, and I love the fact that every character brings in a different element. It, that's what makes it so unique. You know, nobody has like. Like, well, yeah, nobody really has the same mindset. It's like you get different genres of, of, of different uh, walks of life coming in. So it that's what makes it mesh, you know, and, and that's real life. Yeah. Uh, you can have a group of people and everybody has a different walk of life and a different opinion or a different mindset on it. And so um, it really teaches you, hmm, let me look at it from this perspective and look, let me look at right. it from that perspective. So that's what I like about it. No. So who is your favorite character? Um hmm. I don't have one. I'm the mama. I can't be biased. Uh <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm the mama and I'm not biased. I love all my children the same. So um probably <laughs> Kelly. Kelly, um, played by Sokovia, I, I probably she's probably my 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 favorite um, because she is she is what people want to be, but won't be bold enough to be if that's where they they are in their mind and heart at that time in their life. She's just bold with it and gives yeah. zero care about how it is. But then I also love my other daughter. Callie, because she's so, you know, she's so lively and so, you know, she may be going through emotions, but she's going to look fly the whole time. She's going to have that poise. She's going to, you know, she's going to hide what she's feeling at the moment. But at the same time, you know, you can tell internally there's something going on, but she's not going to let you see it. Right. So my daughters are my favorites. 
Oh, yeah, that's awesome sauce. Well, I'm definitely. I have somebody in the chat room saying they can't wait to see the play. Who is guest number nine? Guest number nine, let me know who you are. So we'll know who to look for when the play comes. It might be me. Can you hear me? Who's me? Me is Miss Trana. Miss Trana? Yes. Hey, Miss Trana. Hey, how are you? I'm good. So you coming to the play? That's what I was going to ask. Like, um, I love plays, and the play sounds really good. When is it? Well, it's April 28th at 7 o'clock. Oh, well, they can tell you. You must have just came in. You just came in, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I did. Cool. Cool. But the the play is 8, April 28th at 7 p.m. I'm going to send you the flyer. So you can keep it. But I'll call you and let you know, girl. We're going to go to this play. Are you ready? I'm ready. I love stuff like that. I know, right? They made it sound all interesting. Well, I like, you know, I love writing anyway. And so that's right up my alley. Okay. So see, y'all have someone coming out to see the play. Definitely. I'll be there. Awesome sauce. Okay, so um, was there anybody else in the play online, or it was just you guys? Did they leave again? They keep leaving me. I feel some <laughs> kind of way right now. <laughs> I really feel some kind of way. But we're going to keep it moving. Can't keep, we can't stop here. Um, we actually have an awesome local spoken word artist. I'm Nina Lena, and she is pretty dope. She's also going to share with us some of her awesomeness. Are you still on the on the call? I am here. Hello. Hey. How's it going? How are you? It's going. It's going. We're <laughs> moving along. I feel I I haven't used this platform before, and I do feel some kind of way because. I normally, like, have music playing at some point, uh-huh. so I feel like it's all dry because the music is not there, <laughs> and I, I want the music there. So we won't be with this platform long. I can see that now. It's understandable. But we're going to get together. The next week's show will probably be somewhere else where I can break and do music and all this stuff because I I kind of feel like it's missing, it's lacking. It defeats the purpose of it being Larry's Lounge for me because I would have came in with you with one of your um, pieces already. It's cool. So, I promise. <laughs> do you cool. have at least – well, you can go ahead and do a piece for us to let them kind of see what who you are and what it is that you do instead of just – Wow. You can, you can show them. Wow. Your favorite okay. one. Well, favorite um, piece. I have a lot of favorites, so that's kind of hard to to judge. Okay. But well, I do have this, this one um, dedicated to someone very special. So, and um, it's called Lovers Do. So here we go. 
I've searched for you in the shadows of your life to live and experience your memories with you. Wanting to be close to your smile, I stare at the still moments of us, and it's so beautiful. You are beautiful. Your heart, mind, and spirit colorizes my life. I live for the colors of you. I lay down in the shades of your voice, and it comforts me. Years of our sunset aromas cascade my senses. I take pleasure in reminiscing the scent of you. So strong, so intense, erotically sensational, your fragrance. Then I awake, my face resting on the warmth of your heartbeat. I'm amazed that after all these years, Your love continues to invade my dreams. I'm elated to wake up next to you. Blessed to know you love me as your queen and honored to be loved by my king. And night as we lay together, I dare not miss a moment of you. I close my eyes to search for you in the shadows of your life and dream of you like lovers do. The end. What? That was all sexy and whatnot. Of course. That was pretty dope. Can you hear my snap? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's pretty much how um, uh, most of my poetry comes off. I, I like to write a lot about love and intimacy because I feel like a lot of Intimacy is missing in relationships. You know, um, we 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 are quick to go to the physical and bypass everything else. And and that's my um, that's my whole motivation to doing what I do to remind people that there's more to sex than physical. Right. There has to be a connection. There's chemistry there that needs to happen. You know. So. It, 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 I think it would be, well, I know it would be, <laughs> I don't know if I can say this on the radio, but, you know, much yeah. more um, <clears throat> um, orgasmic when you invite intimacy into the physical, you know, in a more right. deep, deeper emotional level, you know. So that's where I'm at, you know, uh, just trying to bring that back to uh, everyone's attention. We don't want to miss that in relationships because that's pretty dope. It's what keeps us together, right? Mm-hmm. It's funny that you say that though, because my one of my um one of my hosts is actually going to do the importance of dating, and so um, that just for me that just goes right into that, right? Exactly. Because people don't date anymore, so without the dating, uh-huh. you don't get to be able to do that little cute stuff where those little intimate moments can be born. Right. I so I definitely, definitely get it, girl. I get it. Yeah. 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 Somebody on the, on the chat line is like, yes, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think we need to uh, hold off on the physical for a minute, you know. 
Right. Because uh, Ooh, we, miss, we miss out on knowing the person. We miss out on knowing the person. Yeah, we do. That's what's up. What have I missed? <laughs> Who's that? Who said that? Jasmine. Jasmine. Listen to that. I can't wait to see her character lot. <laughs> she already a mess. <laughs> that's true, though. That's true. Somebody said on the chat line, that was good, Nina. Guess number 10. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of people awesome. coming in this chat in this chat room. I'm appreciating that. That's what's up. You guys, let me welcome everyone for coming in on the show. If you are on the chat line and you do want to call in, all you have to do is dial 724-444-7444. Um, and you can enter 143-887-POUND. And the PIN number is? One pound. I guess somebody's about to call in because they just show went out. But so, um, Nina, I'm going to continue mm-hmm. with you for a second. What brought you to Spoken Word, and how long have you been doing this? Um, well, I've been doing Spoken Word maybe since uh, 2007, maybe. Um, and... It was just a, a group of people that I kind of kicked it with all the time. Like, man, people need to hear you, you know. And I was, you know, very shy to myself. Like, nobody want to hear me. You know, I don't even think I sound good trying to talk to somebody. So, you know, who want to listen? But they were like, you know, they they motivated me to get behind the mic. And the first time I did it, it was so liberating. I mean, I was nervous. But it was liberating, and it was it was from that moment that I realized, especially after I got the feedback through all my nerves and jitters, they were like, man, you have no idea how much people need to hear this. And I was like, really? <laughs> you know? Right. Of course, I'm much, much younger. So I think at that time I was still trying to figure out who I was you know, with my writing and with my poetry. So to hear that, it motivated me. And I was like, okay, well, let's do this. You know, let's try this thing out see how far it goes. So um, I had been doing it for a while. Then I dropped off a bit. Um, I hadn't done any shows, I know, in about four years probably. I've done little four years. things here. Yeah, it's been years. You know, I, my family, um, my my children were really young at the time, and I really wanted to devote my time to them. So a lot of my shows were at night, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I am totally in love with my children. So I was like, you know what, I'd rather be home with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Because the spotlight wasn't that big deal, big of a deal for me, you know. I'd rather be home with them. But then, you know, as time kept going on, I started getting uh, invitations to do do some shows and or feature on someone's track or something like that, and I realized, man, I missed this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I really, really missed this. So here I am trying to uh, come back on the scene, so to speak. So I uh, will just see where it goes from here. 
Well, we got to get you to some um, open mics and whatnot nah, because you're pretty dope. To not to have appreciate to be out of it for that long. But when you got it, you just got it. And you got it, baby. I suppose so, yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be working on that. I'm going to be working on it because you're going you okay. to be like, I'm ready to do it at the end behind somewhere. No, ma'am. Oh, wow. No, ma'am. All right. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> well, do you have another do one to bless us with? Uh, I can. I can. Well, um, we're ready. This is one I'm, I'm normally open with, so I kind of like to set the mood when um, you first meet that that one person you know you kind of connect with automatically, uh-huh. and um, it's called a moment. I remember when I first laid eyes on you, and all I could see was your smile. You made me so warm inside, and when your lips spoke to say hello, I dreaded to hear your goodbyes. From the smoothness of your skin to the firmness in your voice, you had me. I was hooked into the eyes of a new fantasy. And your presence, it brought about a security that told me your strength lies deep. And from your breath when you speak tells me something's missing. Something your posture said, it could very well be me. When your body stood tall and firm and your back accented the frame that proved you were all man, I became excited to know that the beauty you possessed wasn't just a notion but a demand. I will never forget what your body told me the very first time you held me. I felt as if everything stopped just to hear it say, I got you. I want you. I feel you. I need you. (sighs) My world ceased to exist but only to to agree to the terms in which your body had implied. You'd conquered the very thoughts that I held there inside. But without saying a word, we both parted ways, leaving behind images in my mind that if only for a moment I could feel your heart beat with mine one more time, that I could feel you one more time that I could hear your body speak to me just one more time to remember when you said hello and I said hi. Wow. (laughs) Look, I'm like... <laughs> wow. That only like happens when it's good stuff. Somebody say yes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. wow. Right. Keeps you speechless, right? You just kinda of be stuck like, um, well damn. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right then. 
And that's how that first moment when you meet somebody and get that chemistry flowing should be. Like, damn. Yes. Really? Right. <laughs> exactly, you know, girl. Uh, mm-hmm. I got excited for two seconds, girl. That was dope. So, um, I know I know my audience wants to hear more of you, so you need to go on and share your um social media information, what if if you have any videos or anything of the nature. So we can come listen to more of you and then we can test you on you getting back out here after four years. I I know, I know. I know. I know. My bad. I gotta do better. Mm -hmm. I'm doing better. Oh (laughs) I do have a YouTube channel. Um it's Nina LeMay. And also you can find me on Facebook at um uh Nina LeMay as well. <clears throat> um, I have actually a, a few books out that I've self-published myself. Two are of poetry, and and one is a short, short little novel. Um, the latest one I've done is uh, for mature audiences. Um, it's called Touch Me, and you can find that on Amazon.com or Lulu.com. Uh, BarnesandNoble.com. Um, it's full of all that uh, erotic, mature poetry for those that Who just need some. Huh? <laughs> Who is that? Who is that with this all this erotic stuff? Who is that talking? I'm just, you know, <laughs> hey, that'd be me. <laughs> <laughs> Who that'd is be that? So yeah. <laughs> That is Nina all all day long. That's uh, AKA Lene as well. Um, that that when them two kind of clash together, they they do some stuff. But anyway, um, Uh-oh. yes, um, it's it's a pretty mature book. So um, oh. I would suggest anybody that needs a little help and, and afraid to say some things because I realize a lot of people are afraid to say what they want you know, or what they need in their relationships. I'm like, why? Yeah. You know, communication is key. First exactly. Then they just be silently suffering, and then they end up Exactly. I don't understand it. I really don't. But uh, hopefully we I always can say the wrong things and hold in the right things. I never understand Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. So. so check me out, and let me know what you think, uh, comments, uh, rate, all that good stuff. You can message me. It's no problem. I'll definitely get back with you. Girl, you got that old sultry voice. Don't say. She's always I can't help that. I really can't. And this is me actually being, being cool right now. So, um, that's who it is. Blame it on my mama. <laughs> uh Yeah. No, no, don't blame it on your mama, baby. You get it from your yeah. mama. Exactly. Yes, yes. All the above. All the above. But well, I you, appreciate you having me, man. Seriously. I appreciate you coming because, whoa, baby. I wasn't ready for a little <laughs> sex this on my show yet, though. 
Maybe want to think, <laughs> think about doing a quiet storm show. I think you should. Let me set up. Well, let me set up. I don't want to say that mm. about my business yet before Mm-mm. I start it. But you would definitely know, right? be there. That's and, and it will be very adult. I don't know I if they're ready that. for that. I don't know if they're ready. It don't matter, right? Taking by storm. You just got to like do what that. you got to do. That's right. Right. You didn't got down here now. I'm telling you, we get a we're getting a base started. This is just the beginning of the continuation. That's all. <laughs> About four years she's been out with all that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Look, I can't believe you know. Don't put that there. <laughs> you know I do that. That's I, I, we definitely appreciate you coming out. And join this and no problem. Thanks for having me. It's a great sexiness. Even though I know I ain't no gonna be like Like I well, said, when I when I first was when someone sent you to me and I was listening to you, I didn't even listen to the whole thing. I was like, Oh, let me hear her back right now. You are in She <laughs> <laughs> only started for a few seconds and I was like, Oh, right. Okay then, let's look maybe later. I love it. I will share that. I will share that on the page later. If, on the Lyrics Lounge page later, if you guys want to hear what I was listening to, I was like, oh, I don't even need to hear no more. I've heard enough. Right. I want to be surprised with the rest. For real. And I was pleasantly wow. surprised because I love, I love that kind of stuff. I love erotica. Yeah, I mean, I don't know too many people that don't. They just hide it. They don't want it to be known for real. They got to keep it real just by player. I'm telling you, because I let it be known quick faster than a hurry. Well, those that follow me, y'all should know that about me already. But we definitely appreciate you. If you're still on later in the show. We would love to hear another one, I know. <laughs> I know All we right. would love to hear another one, honey, because you can't even shake it up a little bit with that one. Awesome song. Right. One more time there. before you leave, so give us your information one more time before you leave in case somebody missed it while they're trying to write it down. All right, that's on YouTube channel Nina LeMay and uh, Facebook Nina LeMay. Um, books are available Amazon.com BarnesandNoble.com and um, yeah hit me up anytime I'm good at messages returning messages and what have you so let me know okay we will do that most definitely Uh, Latoy who was up next said that was very tastefully done and she enjoyed it <laughs> and that's coming from another that's that's coming from another spoken word artist who's absolutely excellent. Awesome. Thank you. Can't wait to hear. Oh yeah. right. I hear Latoya in the background. Don't I hear Latoya in the background? No, that was Latoy. I'm here. <laughs> Okay, somebody was sounding like you in the background because you were up next, ma'am. 
Hey, Zabu. Zabu is on the line. We finally got some testosterone in the building. How about Steve, that? what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? How y'all doing? You missed it. You just missed all the sex in this. You just missed all the sex in this. That's okay. You can listen to it later. I heard I was sexing this by myself. Huh? Say that again, Double. I said I heard I was sexing this all by myself. No, see, now um, somebody told you wrong, but um, you just missed all the sexiness there, see? <laughs> no, no, I'm just playing. But you just missed all that sexiness. She just bought, Lena Lena just bought. I, I got to share with you later. I'm going to have her come back on later in the show. And, and okay. share she's still on the line. So are we but sharing we pieces? To... Well, no, we just had her share pieces. She just did two pieces. And then you remember um, Lyrical Toy. She's on the line. She's up next. That's my piece. What's up? What's up? I What's know, up? right? She's no stranger to this show. She is no stranger to this show. She's been a guest once before, and I had to have her back again because I'm going to do that. But she's pretty dang dope is why she's back once again with us here oh, today. You know. And I'm glad she came back to bless us with some more great stuff. Well, I'm actually at a slam right now, so uh, I don't know how long I'll be able to stay on. But what I'll do is I'll call back after I get off the stage the next time. Who is okay. that? That's Donald. Who is that? Jabu, are you in there? Somebody heard a man voice and was like, uh-oh. Right. I'm like, I'm like, hey, Jabu. <laughs> hey, what's up? Who is Look, that? I, I got put in my, my hey, deepest section. What's up? How you doing? You know what I'm saying? This is just for Jabu right here. What's up? How you doing? You know what I'm saying? I'm doing just fine, baby. I'm doing just fine, sister. Queen to the earth. Uh, how you doing, God? How you doing, God? I'm glad you recognize. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Y'all crazy. I picked Don't y'all though, so I now. guess that's Don't why. Be quiet now. <laughs> then he get quiet. He's like, no, I'm just crazy. I, 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 I get nervous. I don't be knowing what to say. I get nervous. <laughs> Not you nervous. get nervous. I know oh, that's a lie. Don't get that's nervous. It's just a bunch of queens, baby. It's just a bunch of queens. Don't get that's nervous. Just just chilling. Chilling. That's what's up. Yeah, get up. <laughs> that is what's up. Yeah. Well, glad you to... made it, though. All yeah, the queens, pretty dang dope. That's pretty. You who? Where is the slam at? Uh, I'm in Charlotte, so it's at the spot called um, Apostrophe Lounge. Um, we're actually slamming to be on Respect the Mike Slam team, representing Charlotte, North Carolina. But, okay. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll listen to more about that later when you come back on after you get off the stage, and then you can tell us more about that and who's winning. And you can even do a piece, because you always do a piece when you're on it anyway, but so right. we want to right. listen to Toy though, because she was kind of messy, kind of did just kind of bombarding, you know. Right. Well, I want to listen to Toy before I get back on the stage. So. Right. Toy, where you go? I'm, I'm back. back. <laughs> I'm back. Hi. Hi. 
Right. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, but, you know, Slam. She says it, she's it, an artist and she's sensitive about her she's, shit. She's sensitive about her <laughs> shit. And, and that's cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm and that's cool. It. I just think that for me, I mean, you know, I, I got tough skin. You know what I mean? And I'm sensitive about my shit, too. But I got tough skin. So my whole thing is, like, the highest possible score you can get is 30. So if I get a 29.9, I'm wondering why one a tenth of a point why that shit sucks. You know what I mean? Because I'm always trying to get better. You know what I mean? Right. So I think it's, it's about being becoming a better writer, a better performer. It's always about being better. So sometimes you have to be judged and judged harshly in order for you to be better. You know what I'm saying? Because maybe you did spill your heart out on the stage, right? But if right. it's not touching people, you know what I'm saying? And it's not if it's not eliciting some sort of reaction from a person that was like, God damn, it's the best shit I ever heard. You know what I mean? Any artist wants to be the best artist. Nobody, you know what I'm saying, just wants to be an artist for the sake of being an artist. You know what I mean? I Nobody be, does that. But see, here's the thing, though. I don't want to just be the best artist. I want to be the best me. Right. And right. you can't judge that. You, you can't right. judge the that, best that, that You can't judge the best version of myself. And so right. if the piece that I gave you came straight from my soul and it was the best version of me that I could give you, who are you to tell me that it wasn't up to par if somebody in the back who may not be a judge but may be feeling it and may have gotten something from it? Like, so right. that's it's why not, I can't do that. Hey, that's why I can't do It's not up to anybody to tell you anything. It's about what the person and whoever that person is, what they feel about what you bring into the table. That's uh, all that matters. What, 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 what kind of feeling can you evoke from somebody? Um, exactly. In, 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 in the artistry that you bring to the table, what what feeling can you can you bring to the table? Don't all of that other bullshit don't matter if you ain't making somebody feel something. You ain't doing shit. On whatever exactly. level that is, it right. don't matter. Right, but, don't that's, matter. But, that's a, but that's the thing. At the end of the day, you know, your job is not to reach everybody. It's just like you know, those judges are no, too random. Reach, it you know ain't what I'm saying? Everybody. It's to reach that one motherfucker. That one motherfucker. That one person. Right. <laughs> that's all it is. I love it. Right. That's so you, all it is. Right. So yeah, you're but still that's doing why your I don't shit. slam. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Because the slam would distract me from doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Because I would be too worried about them scores. Like, I swear to God, if this nigga give me anything less than an eight, it's going to be on right, and right. I'm telling you, I get real gangster about that shit. I'd be ready to fight. Sure, yeah. Yeah, you you be ready to fight because that's that passion, and because that's because you believe in what it is you doing. Yes, it don't exactly. We the women who say to the shut up guys, so I love you it. Willing to live for it. That's right. Because that was. But that's just Jasmine talking, y'all. You know what I'm talking about. DC <laughs> already DC yeah. held, and we ain't even seen the play yet. We ain't yeah, seen I got the play. Y'all. But listen, listen, but listen, I, listen. I definitely I got to get back in here. Cause they're about to call me to the stage, but I'm gonna call y'all back when I get back off the stage. Okay, okay. all right, sister. Love y'all. Peace. We love you back, even though I think you're going now. I love you, too. <laughs> I know what you mean, but I thought you were going. <laughs> right. I can't wait for this play. I'm going. That's the cookie for real. But, Toy, yes, ma'am. He he did kind of come and just bombard you little the your little interview there. So we gonna get it back on track. It's all good. <laughs> but 
for the people that are, well, I will say this real quick for the people that just called or just came in on the chat. If you would like to call, come in on the call, just dial in at seven two four 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 seven four four four, and the call ID is one four three eight eight seven pound, and the pen is one pound. And that information is further on up. I did well, it disappeared, but it was there. I'll repost it for you guys in the chat room. But so, Miss Lyrical Toy. Yes, ma'am. Miss, I'm, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Yes. I heard so that. Te- I know, right? So tell us a bit about who Lyrical Toy is and what brought you into the world of this artistry, of writing poems, of doing spoken words. Let us know about you for the callers um, that don't know. Well, I started writing when I was in the third grade, so I had to be about eight or nine or ten or somewhere in that age range. I don't know how old third graders are. And um, (laughs) I kind of did it in the closet for a long time. It was just my little thing. And um, in 2007, my mother died, and I did my first spoken word piece at my mother's funeral. And it was my way to honor her, her life and who she was to me, and also for me to to really understand that, you know, it was a disservice to her for me to hide my gift all those years. I was 32 when my mother died, I think. And so for like 32 years, she didn't know. And so as, um, as a tribute to her, I decided that I would hit the stage and do what I do publicly and do what I love publicly. And so ever since then, that's what I've been doing. So what took you from just writing to bleeding over into spoken words? What? Um, actually, it was a natural progression. It was um, as I got older, as I um, matured in my thought process, in my spiritual walk, in, in my self-confidence and who I am as a person, it, it naturally evolved from, you know, pieces that were, written for the page and pieces that were written for my voice. It was a very natural progression. And the first time someone asked me to um, read them something was when I really realized, okay, wait a minute, I've I've shifted somewhere in here. And so that's kind of how it happened. It, It was very natural. And I didn't recognize it at first until I actually first read a piece out loud Okay. So how long have you been doing, get, being on the stage? Since 2007. Oh, okay. That was good. Seven years. You got any good stuff coming up soon? No. Um, I have kind of abstain, abstained from the poetry scene here in Houston um, because from what I understand, it's very divided. And so I'm in the process now of trying to rectify that and try to go out and support everybody's venue. So I'm um, in the process of getting back on stage, but I had kind of fell back for a while because every time I would ask somebody when I moved here, like, where's the, where's the poetry at? It was always a, a source of contention because I guess it, it's so divided out here, but I ain't got time for that. Poetry is poetry. So right. I'm trying to you go out and support everybody. Everything. Yeah, I'm trying to go out and support everybody and, and, and send my love to everybody. 
good. That's what you're supposed to do. Unify with people and build and grow on that. That's actually what my topic is tonight, the importance of unity. So that's pretty dope. I just can't believe it's in this small circle of spoken word artists. Because the spoken word scene is extremely small. Like everybody knows everybody pretty much, especially if they've been doing it for years. Like like yeah. you knew Jabu. Like Jabu's been all over the nation. And I so think what I think we fail to realize is is that we are such a small community that we don't have time for division. We don't have time exactly. to be beefing and arguing and going back and forth. We don't have time because if we ever want to be taken seriously as a genre, we have to have a level of oneness. We don't have to all agree, but we all have to be on the same page. Right. And if I can't come to your venue because you and her hang out, then you know, now you've alienated a whole group of people over here because you don't like her and she don't like him. And for what? It's poetry and it's all about love. It's all about sharing your gifts. So go share your gifts. Right. That personal stuff needs to be left at the door. Because when you walk through that door and you get ready to prepare to get on that stage, that's a whole other world. And it's all about, from from what I've seen and why I've been attracted to going to these sets is because it seemed to be that it was a unity, but it it, it has dissipated over the years, it seems, because of what you said. They well, want to bring division into it in certain yeah. ways. Well, this, is, this is Ebony. This is Jasmine speaking. What, what, what we need to do is what we have to do is embrace one another. What we need to do is make what we right. believe, what we feel, um, the lifestyle that we live, we have to make that popular among the youth um, in our exactly. community. Um, we have to change the narrative. We have to change uh, uh, what they see on TV, what they hear in music, um, the thought process that they, that they have. We we have got to learn how to cultivate that ourselves. We cannot leave that up to white supremacy, and that's what we've been doing for, for quite some time. Um, they've gotten rid of the leaders that we had, and we have, we have, we have, we're lost. You know, yeah. we're lost. And and the thing about what I love about what's going on right now in in today's society is that everybody isn't really lost anymore. Even the people that haven't haven't um, uh, 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 conformed to um, the status of being woke, quote unquote, being woke. They understand that it's bigger than what they thought it was. You know what I'm saying? So right. I feel like I feel like even even if even if we're still crawling, even if we're making an effort to start to walk, it's good enough for me. You understand what I'm saying? Because what I realize is that we cannot wake people up. We have to sit there and wait for them to wake up and be there and say, "Hey, I've been waiting mm-hmm. for you." You understand what I'm saying? And it, we have we have to really really delve into how we deal with all these situations because there's a lot of Jim Crow laws and a lot of things that's going on that that's still in place right now. So there's a whole lot of brainwashing that we have to change. And we that's have so to, true. And and we and what we have to do is we have to be able to to to, to uh, what's the word? We have to be able to to to, to, to have patience. And wait on it. Yeah. 
and stop being so judgmental. And even if it take a play, if it take this, this, that, that, and the other, it, all of this little, all of this stuff, we have to build a culture for ourselves and get them away from what European culture is. Yep. And that's that's what this play does. We deal with real issues, issues in the neighborhood, issues in, in our everyday life. Yeah, that's going to be good. I cannot wait until the 28th. And I got a lucky what's caller so on the line that's going to join me. So what's so beautiful about it is this ain't the end. This is the beginning. This is the first place. Exactly. It's a sequel. This is the beginning. You know, it, it's going to be a whole narrative about this that's going to go on and on. It's going to leave um, It's going to leave our audience wanting more, you know, because it, it's about something. It has substance, you know. And we have to make sure that we push that. We have to show that there's a whole genre of people out here um, that that give a fuck about plays and artistry and and and, and creativity and theater and and especially Asia. Oh my gosh, she can sing. Oh my, it, it's ridiculous. Yes, she you know, can. It's so much that are bringing in this small snippet of a play that will open so many black folks up to something that's totally different. And what's so different about it is they, they're going to embrace it and they're going to support it, and it's going to get bigger and bigger. You know, as long as we're doing what we need to do, and Taisha and, and Marquise are bringing that, as long as we do what we need to do, it's, it's, it's whatever. Um, it's going to be a great show. Well, I know I'm ready, and we have another guest that's ready, and I have a lucky caller that's going to be ready because they're going with me to this show. And now the 28th thing here quick enough. I, too, am ready. Well, who is I going to? Because it's not here. Was um, that Erica. Kelly? I think I heard Kelly. <laughs> who, you said, who is that that said they're not here? Uh, is that Toy? Yeah, that that's me. Kelly. <laughs> oh, y'all got to take this to Houston in so Toy can see the play, too. <laughs> I'm serious. Awesome. It's time it for a tour awesome. already. Yeah. Yeah. Because we need to see stuff like that. Oh, awesome. we do. That's possible. So, Toy, do you feel like sharing with us a piece or two? Um, Sure. I got um two pieces. Let me see. I can do the antidote or I can do whore. Oh. Do whore, because I, I don't know. Do whore. That just sounds okay. intriguing for some reason. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> don't judge me. Right, and then I know you, so yes, definitely. I ain't heard this one before. Yeah, this is for the new album. I got a, I'm got working on a new album, and it's called Crimson, and so this is for the new album, so nobody's heard it yet. Oh, we special, y'all. Ladies, what? What? <laughs> okay. So, this is whore. Painted like clowns to hide the real face of who we are. Don't want to be seen for the Dorian Gray that is us. The mix of ugliness intermingled with what was once beautiful. Images in mirrors casting false reflections on the wall. So fearful our truth might spill like milk on floors. Exposing the warts in all of who we pretend to be. Splattered across our soul, crimson bullet holes of facades, the master trickery like trick-or-treaters in occupation. 
meeting dogged faces along the path with a nod and secret handshakes for the fraternal order of falsehood, an entire society of not-so-secret idiocracy, melanated images running every minute like melanin was just created to explain our existence, propped up on street corners waiting for the next John who's willing to stoop low enough to meet our standard, blinded by the compliment so we can't see the backhanded, backfisted blow to our psyche as it pummels, blood rippling through the atmosphere, stumble, step back, regain the composure, stand perfectly still as the bell rings. This round is over. So we start again. The honeymoon phase is always beautiful, always filled with sweet nothings whispered into the void of yearning to be accepted, longing for existence to notice, used as a soundbite on the world stage to give the illusion of importance, paid in trinkets for our miswage. They call us courtesans, companions at, at the beck and call of our benefactor, the whore of society, paraded around for our beauty only to be discarded when the lights go out, painted faces bumbling around like the Ringling Brothers was in town. Ghettos became surfaces, and pain is a currency we accept, worth more than the dollar, paid in tears and heartache, promises of nothing, yet we hold to the silence between the pauses, hoping the promise will someday become something. The imagination of words never spoken lines the dreams of our lives, managing to keep us dependent, passed from one benefactor to the next, used as a receptacle to release the waste of contrition, harbored between the ideal of freedom and the actuality of slavery, landscapes drawn on the backs of our children, laid in a mass grave next to perspectives of hope, dangled on chains of falsity, repeated blows to remind us we will never be good enough, given just enough control to believe the lie. We maintain this abusive relationship like pimps and whores, making excuses for being abused, Accepting busted lips and bloody noses, too damaged to leave and too damaged to stay. The ultimate catch-22, because after all, what else, could, what else could we do without you? So we let you dangle the shiny baubles in our lives, placing the flicker on the wall like a shadow replaced ours and left us defenseless. Enigmatic overtures of information, information yet ignored. Massacred illuminations of unity rest on the ill-fated shoulders while they rape the revolution out of us, kill the most important parts of us. We stand idly by like lambs to the slaughter. No protection for the collection for the whore. No one cares. We are a stain on society anyway. High price or no price, our value depreciates with every blow we take. Every fist pound to the eye. Blood and semen integrated into our fabric, changing the DNA, changing the essence of the melanin, outsourcing our image like stock photos, banging our heads against busted windows just to see if we can continue to bleed, reaping the mental illness of those who pimp us out for, co for collection plates and disingenuous hope, becoming manic, filled with panic, minds filled with contradicting images of truth and lies, unable to decipher the place their cycle of riddles, so we break. Disruptions in our memory from the trauma look in our eyes as we split into two, left with the disassociation of who we really are, lost the melanin that connects us to the universe, numb to the beatings, the real meaning of why we were created, latching onto anything that might sound like truth, barbaric deceptions mastered over millennia, and the abuse never ends, only changes, leaving us unaware of our after, the queen and the whore. And that's that piece. Yes! What? Oh, my yes, God. Yes, 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 yes. That was so dope, girl. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. I only know great you know, people. I, I, I realize I that. Wanna, I just want to say a, a little bit, and it has nothing to do with the play itself. Um, 
I am part of a revolutionary organization. It's called New Era. Um, New Era Nation is bigger than Birmingham, even though I have started a chapter that that, that comes here. There's a chapter in Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, Atlanta. We're going to Baltimore. We're going to the five boroughs of New York. Um, What it's about is uplifting black people as as a whole. This is Ebony. Um, I'm Jasmine. I am I am so filled when it, when I hear things like that because things like that is what our young girls need in their lives. Um, even if it's an hour or two hours of your time, there are so many black young girls. Okay, we're not gonna keep on talking about um, the eighties and the seventies when crack hit. Yeah, 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 it hit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but there's children that's left behind, and they're teenagers now. So let's not keep on talking about their mamas and daddies. You know what I'm talking about? Do y'all understand what I'm talking about? I definitely understand what you're talking about. Do you you understand what I'm saying? So now what we have to do is messages like that young woman right there just spoke and and spoken words. If you break that down to some of these young women right now, they ain't stupid. They smart. They smart. You know what I'm saying? And they ain't looking for nobody to to to, to, to no shit for them. They're looking for somebody to tell them, hey, yeah, I know you done been through that. Okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know you done been molested by your brother, cousin, auntie, mama, boyfriend, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But you still rise above that because you know how smart you are. We need right. these type of women. We need these type of women, the type of shit that she just spoke. And it don't yeah. take a whole lot. It take a little bit. That's it right. It a little bit. You understand what I'm saying? So in the organization Definitely. that I deal with, which is New Era Birmingham, all we deal with is unity. We in the schools now, and even though I'm part of this play and the narrative that goes on in this play, everything that we're doing, everything that the black women in this play are doing, even from, I mean, some of them are stuff. Some of them are real professional singers, you know, and, and actresses. Some of them are artists as as far as clothing, fashionistas, I mean, all kind of different genres of life. You understand what I'm saying? And none of that shit should be overshadowed by anything else. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And, and, yeah, and what that's I'm, so true. Is, no matter what we're doing, we need to put our hand on our youth because you can't teach these old-ass dogs new tricks. You understand what I'm saying? And, and, that's and, right. I know that I'm in this play and I'm part of this play and everything else, but if, if I don't do anything else, I, I would be doing my organization a disservice. If if I don't call the action, all the black people that's listening to this show right now to just, it, I don't give a damn if you, if you don't do shit but donate 30 minutes of your time. If you can't donate, donate no time and you a big wig, donate some money. Kid, if, uh-huh. if you can't do that, if you can't do that, um, you know what I'm saying? What the laws that we bend and help us bend them motherfuckers. Do what it is you can do to make the black people as you already know that's struggling and we gotta work twice as hard. Make make it easier for us. Make it easier for everything because we need to look out for ourselves. And you know, and we we have to do that and we have to show the black folks, we have to show especially the youth right now that we gonna do it for ourselves and we're gonna hold each other accountable for it. That's right. I was just talking about that just yesterday. That's how I ended up changing my topic. 
to the importance of unity because that's exactly what we need, especially us as a people, because we're the only race of people that don't unify. And I don't, we, we're still holding on to what happened instead of what could be happening right now. Sure, that well, happened, like you say it, but we need to start focusing on other things now. Let's not get lost. Let's not, let, let's not get lost on exactly what the fuck is really going on here. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm exactly. saying? This, this, is, this is the time right now that black folks should be selfish. Yeah, we selfish. I don't give a fuck about Syria. I don't give a fuck about white folks. I don't give a fuck about nobody that ain't damn Indian and black right now because we need to build a foundation for ourselves that will sustain exactly. time. That will sustain time. And that's and the really times that are going on now. We have to understand what loyalty is and having each other back is. That means if yes. I don't give a fuck about what you look like, what you feel like, how many dicks you suck, how much, how many times you go to church a week, I love you regardless, and I'm right. gonna have your back regardless. That's what black people right now need to get through their thick skulls. And that's really, if you look, uh, the, the whole concept of that piece for, it's not really about a woman or women or anything. It's about black people no. as a whole, as a culture. No, it's about exactly. all of us. We just exactly. allow ourselves to be pimped out. That's what unity embodies. Yeah, and, and that's, that's, what, what, what people need to understand is that in order to make a change, it means it has to be something that has never Fucking happen. Never, something right. that's never worked. You understand what I'm saying? You know what's never worked? What's never worked is people who don't agree on shit still being able to ride for the same shit. And it's right. it, 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 simple as that. It's, it, yeah, it's simple as that. The, the, the difference between black people winning and losing is, is black people being, um, under, being able to look outside of themselves. Right. And being able yeah. to embrace that they don't know because there's artistry that that normal black folks don't understand. That that's the difference between us winning and losing. You know, we have to be able to understand, trust each other and put certain shit in certain people's hands. You know what I'm saying? And and ride with them and say, I don't give a fuck what happened. I don't give a fuck what's going on because that's what white folks do. You right. understand what I'm saying? They, they, sure they do. uphold they uphold and uplift motherfuckers that they know that are pedophiles, that that yeah. don't that are that are blatant racist, but they look out for each other. And you hear look at our president every motherfucking day and they sound stupid and we know that they sound stupid and but but they know that it's a whole nation of motherfuckers that that uphold their bullshit. And that's why they're able to get rid of it. We have to do the same thing. Yep. That's exactly what we need to do. Because everybody so, else is doing it just fine. I'm I'm stop. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's the revolution. No, keep going. <laughs> keep going. You that's know, exactly because, what we did. Honestly, because honestly, it's so many people that want to do something. You know what I'm saying? But there's so many organizations out here to make people feel like they have to be the embodiment of the whole organization. No, no, no. We don't want that. What I want for what I want for my black people is for you to tap into what it is you know that you can make a difference in. And uh-huh. only then the 
only deal with that. I ain't trying to hold you accountable for some shit that you don't know about. You know what I'm right. saying? If you, don't, if you don't know about how to shut down the goddamn gas station when they um, um, disrespect the little black boy, then that's fine. You know how to cultivate our youth. You know how, how, how to fucking uh, 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 educate our children on, on certain things. You understand what I'm saying? That's the whole thing. There's a place for everybody in the movement. You understand what I'm Everybody saying? has a role, exactly. Girl, I ain't even got to do my segment now. You all did my segment for me. Thank you. Everybody has a role. Everybody is a leader. They just have to know what they need to be leading. And I was talking to a guy today about that, and um, we, he wants to do some work with Lyrics Lounge. And he was saying, well, we were basically getting at is people, especially black people, all we think about is, oh, money, 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 money. Instead of, I have this service, you have this service, how about let's barter? Because that's exactly how it started. We have to remember money is man-made. So if we're bartering, that means we're unified because we're helping one another out. And that's exactly what it has to be about. Everybody has their own mountain that they are on top of. And we need exactly. to stay on that mountain and do what we are called to do, our purpose, our passion in life. And then we can all be great together as one big happy family, as everybody else is doing it. Look at the Migos. They'll get in a in a big ass house, and it'll be like fifty of them. And I know it's true because I used to live across the street from some of them, and it was like five different families under one roof. By the end of the year, it was only one family under that one roof. Why? Because everybody worked together, and as everybody progressed, everybody moved on into what into where they wanted to live. Everybody was helping everybody. One of them, one 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 of the ladies took care of the kids. And the house, the men went out and worked, and they all put their money together, and they all exactly. did what they needed to do in order to progress for it. And that's what we need to do. The Chinese do it. You The only other people you see work at a Chinese restaurant might be, you might get one one black person, but it'd be like Migos. But at the end of the day, you'll see that 12-year-old daughter at the register taking the money being the cashier, because they even exactly. start their kids young, and we need to start doing stuff like that. Like anything exactly. that I do on the side, I like to include exactly. my daughter in that so she can exactly. see and, that. Yeah, and, and, and the narrative that I'm trying to be, bring to the table is that the, the, biggest, the biggest topic of all of this, especially in the black community, is accountability. Accountability. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, all, all of this shit can be accomplished. It's nothing. It's easy. It's easy. It's way too easy, but yeah, we make yeah, it so yeah, complicated. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. It's a whole, it's a whole bunch of goddamn mamas that's all fucked up on drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's enough of us. It's enough it's of enough. us that people trust me. Trust me, I know because I hear them. I talk to them on a daily basis. All the people in my organization, they talk to them on a daily basis. It's enough of us right now to be able to change the narrative. It's enough of us right now to be able to make a difference. All of the excuses, it's, it's, it's time out for that bullshit. You know it what I'm is. saying? It's time out for that bullshit, period. It is. And it's it been time out much. for it. What I'm saying is it don't take much. I know that it's been organizations in the past that have made you feel like you have to lose your life in this shit. But you don't, you know what I'm saying? You need to get good right, get right with whatever ever God you serve. 
and let him tell you what part of this movement that you need to play to make a difference in the lives of, I don't give a fuck if it's elderly, I don't give a fuck if it's children, I don't give a fuck if it's middle-aged, homeless, whatever it is. Put your part in. Don't keep talking about the church. Don't keep talking mm-hmm. about Christians like they so bad, bad, bad. Put your time in your goddamn work. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's easy. It, it, it's organizations out here. I'm part of one. You know what I'm saying? So I, I hate that I, I really, I don't know if I changed uh, 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 what's going on on this, this radio call, but I, I really believe. You did. You actually flowed right into that shit. That's dope. Because that was my topic tonight, the importance of unity. I, we didn't already started my topic. Thank you. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not even trying to be be funny, but I'm gonna give you a little backstory. I'm not even from Birmingham. I'm from Detroit. You know what I'm saying? I'm from Detroit, mm-hmm. and, and and the organization that I, that I brought down here is a Detroit organization. It, it's founded in Detroit, but that's not even it. The 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 things that I once I once I stop being lost, I'm not gonna even fake it. When I stop being lost, and I start realizing I have a bigger purpose, that I have better dreams. That I have, I, I'm creative, and I have other uh, 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 things going on in my life. I have been running mm-hmm. into so many different type of women. You understand what I'm saying? To be I living do. your life with a whole bunch of people that 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 going down you because they don't understand the the, the light and 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 and, and, and the, the the favor that you have. They don't understand right. that, to be around a whole bunch of other women. Black women that have the same favor and the same light and the same talent and the same gifts, and you know what I'm saying. But you know, but they have they have different way motives of thinking, and and you 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 just don't understand all this right. this stuff that we're we're learning and and that we're we're coming together and we're learning. It's going to be to the best of every black little girl going on right now because this is the type of shit that they don't see. You understand what I'm saying? This is the type of shit that they do not see. And I promise you, this is the type of stuff that they want to see. They want to be able to see that it ain't always got to be some light-skinned, long-haired girl with perfect eyebrows, with with, with lip gloss, you know, lips, with the perfect shape. You know, they got to know that it's a dark-skinned girl with an afro that's outspoken, that's aggressive. You know, they need to know that. They need to know that it is so many different characters. And you, y'all you don't understand where I'm coming from with. You know, I'm 41 years old. You know what I'm saying? And I see what's lacking in our community. And it ain't even sad it's so no more. It's not even sad no more. What it is, it, it's Shameful because it don't even. It's disappointing to me. It's disappointing to me. No, it ain't even disappointing. What it is, it don't even take much. Do you understand what I'm saying? It don't even take much. They don't. Positivity is is not marketable. So we we have to find creative ways. It ain't about being being marketable. These, These these these. Children and these kids just want to know that somebody give a fuck. Right, but we have to find different ways to to make our platforms available to them because all they're going to see on TV and in neighborhoods is 
you know, basketball-wise and loving hip-hop and all of that kind of crap. So we have to find new ways to, to make our, our arts and our gifts accessible to them. And what's so yeah, crazy? And it's not so, it's what, not so what, much just. Let me, let, me, let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all what's so crazy about it. You got it. passion, it's because, baby. It's because, it's because I'm in the beauty industry, okay? I'm in the beauty industry. I see how that shit goes. Thank God that I'm not run by that shit because I don't care. I go to work with some toe-up shoes and no makeup on and my hair messed up. I don't care because I'm a business owner. And I know what the end result is. But I I have run across and I have come across so many beautiful women in the industry that's about all their life that all of them little girls is looking up to and admiring that want to mentor them. But you know why they don't? Because they have no platform to do. Right. Mm-hmm. You understand? Right. They have, they have to conform to what society tells them, and they don't realize that you are, you are the bar. You know right. what I'm saying? You, they don't realize that they are the bar. You said you, you are what, what's hot. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, we have to, we have to give them, give them spaces and opportunities to speak their own truth too. I, I work with a lot of with a lot of youth and a lot of kids and a lot of the issues come with um, or a lot of the issues lack solution because we are so busy. Even when we give them spaces and platforms, we're we're telling them what the solutions are and they're repeatedly saying like, hey, like we're out here living these experiences. We're living our own experiences and we have our own ideas of what, what it takes and what's necessary. And although those, their solutions may not, may not be fully developed, sometimes they are. And when we don't hear them and don't listen and we speak to them about solutions <clears throat> solutions for their issues from our own perspective, um, we we break we break that connection there. Hold on, a, 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 the cutest little miniature person ever just walked up to my leg. I just needed to pause. <laughs> I don't I don't know who's talking. I don't know who's speaking. I'm Erica. I am Erica. Yeah. Okay. I so totally agree with you. I really, really do. And and, um, and, and we, we I take know, so much time underestimating, um, uh, underestimating them, um, and seeing seeing the the big picture of the problem that we forget, like the the minutia. We forget the little day to day details. And what I'm hearing constantly from from kids are, it's the same. Like truth, truth matters. And it's not just our truth, but what resonates with them is truth. And so if I tell you, if you come to me with a problem and I tell you, well, this is going to end up this way, but they have seen it play out several different ways and they no longer believe you. And so your solutions then become irrelevant to them and your platforms become irrelevant to them because then it's not a space for them. It's not a space for their voices. So we have to yes, absolutely give them places and give them spaces for outlets and expose them to, to what we're doing and include them and involve them, but involve them in ways um, that we listen to them speak and we're giving them the space to, to voice their own problems, issues, and then support them in that Um I have students the other day talking about their um, issues they were having at school, and they got teachers sleeping in class. And this was at the end of a forum, the end of a two-hour forum, where a, a, a whole bunch of adults were talking. I mean, administ- 
board, um, people from the board, school administrators, people in the community talking about the issues and concerns in the school and what needs to be done, blah, blah, blah. And those kids at the end were like, can we speak? Like, literally, like, we're closing out. They're like, can we say something? And those kids were in tears, like, okay, all that, we hear y'all, and that's probably true from your perspective, but right now, like, we sit in classrooms that teach us sleeping. <laughs> like, we tell them because we want to learn something, and they tell them that's, that's not a part of the curriculum. Like, they're not going that far. And so, mm. and that, like, once they say mm. what those issues and concerns are, and they have solutions for them, then we have to be willing to, to step down and say, okay, well, we're going to support you in that. And we're going to go to the board with that issue, not the, just these issues that we see, because, of course, we see issues from a different perspective. But if you're in that classroom every day and you're telling me right. this is how I feel in this classroom, all these other steps aren't going to matter. If I can, I can tell you all day about why you need to graduate from high school and, give you resources to get into college if you feel like you're not learning anything in high school. How does how does me giving you resources get into college benefit your life? May so. may may I interject who 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 is speaking? Who am I who who is that talking? I am I am Erica the chef. Erica. I'm talking about healthy lifestyles, not children. <laughs> well yes, I, yes. I, I, I I I am so I, I so agree with everything that you're saying. Like that is exactly what um, what I'm doing, and and what uh, the organization that I'm into is doing. Um, what we are what we are solely about is solutions. Right. Okay. Um, at this point, there, there's so many black folks that goddamn know it. They know it. We know it. You know what I'm saying? We don't have to keep on talking to each other to convince each other. That we know what the problem is, but what we yeah. have now a whole bunch of folks that know a solution to it. And I would really, really love um, to to get your phone number and your name and and talk to you outside of this group um, um, to see if maybe. And it sounds like you're a teacher. I don't know if you're a teacher or a guidance counselor or whatever, but I would love to get to you. Um, what we are, are implementing right now is a school tour. And the school mm-hmm. tour is, is talking about um, um, our an, our ancestry, a little bit of our history, what the organization is that I'm about is doing, how um, to, to hold each other accountable, accountable morally and spiritually, how to treat each other um, gender-wise, uh, young, young queens. Young. And I would really, really love um, to get with you because it sounds like you have a lot of ideas. You sound very passionate about about what you're doing, and I'm not one to just keep on talking about it. We we love right. to do about. It. You know what I'm saying? We really right. do If you you know you might have some ideas. So I, if if nothing, I would love to get the phone number and your name. Well, I think I think well, my name is my name is Erica um, Erica Perry. I'm fairly easy to easy to reach, but I think Lyric has both information so I'm going to task Lyric with passing my information to you okay because I need your number too honestly because I just met with a lady um on Saturday and we were talking about doing some things with the youth because there there is actually a group of us but we're the only ones that showed up you know how that oh but that doesn't them them monkeys don't stop no show but I was riding around Birmingham and I was noticing how there's so many schools that are just abandoned. They're just sitting there collecting dust. 
And there's so many kids that, that don't have anything to do after school. Yeah, you got the Boys and Girls Club, you got the Y, but that's not really anything that's teaching them about them. That's just letting them go somewhere and play and exercise. If I can have somebody mute, whoever has some music in the background, because it's mad loud. Oh, I'm I'm at the restaurant. That's why I've been oh, I'm walking. Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm like, all right, that. All right, that's that's going all in my ear. <laughs> but um, but it's like um, if the communities can come all come together, it'll be a community action type deal because I'm sure for us to have to occupy these empty schools that um, we would have to pretty much do everything. I, I don't expect the government to really come in. I'm sure we could get some things popping with the government assisting us, but that defeats the purpose of us unifying in order to build ourselves up. So if we can well, find somewhere well, to get these schools and, and build them into something so where these kids can go and we can have the chefs come in and teach them how to cook, or we can have somebody that knows how to sew or or um, crochet or do yarning and teach them how to do that and grow gardens and then we have the physical fitness the the personal trainers coming in and getting them physically fit like we need to be able to raise them from this thing and then we can have different things within the school where they're learning how to um budget a checkbook and write resumes and and just all different types of things so I would like you number know, two so we could all come together and, and talk about that in a, on a deeper level because that's something that I've noticed. Just riding around Birmingham, and it's like each little hood where mostly black people are. And I was just looking on the news last week. They're about to close a school. They're about to close two schools in Tarrant. And it seems like only in the black neighborhoods do they want to shut these schools down. But we need to be able to see how we can get these, these schools owned by us so we can service our kids in the way that we, they need to be serviced in order for them to be to pass the torch on to them in order for them to build up to the greatness that we already know they are and it just helps bring it out of them so they can't make the same mistakes that we've made or they won't make the same mistakes our ancestors made that, that's all i had to say about that well yeah i'm gonna make sure i get your number i guess i'll link with um Asia or somebody and get your number or Trey, whoever, and get your number and give you Erica's number. And that way we, we can all just come together. And I definitely was trying to come to um, a new Air Birmingham meeting, but the the time that I was able to come, it ended up getting rained out. It was in Fairfield. And so it well, ended up getting rained out, and I okay. missed the next one because of work. So it's I'm going okay. to get with it. All, all, all of that is okay because we are all – um, we are all uh, 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 working towards the, the the ultimate goal, and the ultimate the ultimate goal is us being self sufficient, us being mm-hmm. able to um, take care of ourselves within ourselves, sustain ourselves, and, and and cultivate ourselves, raise ourselves, mentor ourselves, all all of that. You know what I'm saying? And and I am. Ex- Whatever you have to bring to the table, we are all for it. Um, New Era, De- New Era Birmingham is part of a nation. There's New Era Detroit, which where it's begun. It started in New Era Detroit. There's a New Era Cleveland, Chicago, Atlanta, um, and we're going to Baltimore, Cleveland, the five bur- boroughs. It's, it's a whole. It's a movement. And what 
the misconception in a lot of things like this is is that we want you to dedicate your whole freaking life to every single little bitty intricate part of the movement. No, what we want you to do is whatever your God, whatever your ancestors have called you to do in the movement, you hone in on that particular one little item, and you do that. And you yeah. make a difference with that. So when the day your ancestors call you to rest, and they say, what did you do to, to better your people? You can say, hey, I did this, this, that, or the other. You understand what I'm saying? And that's all uh-huh. that we that's, that's all we about. Period. And it takes it, it, it take a whole nation to do that. It don't take one, two, three, four, five people. You know what I'm saying? It takes a small inclination. Inclination. You know, you know right. what inclination is? It, it takes a small, it takes serendipity. You understand what I'm saying? Something as small exactly. as that. To say, I want to give, it, even if it ain't nothing but a, a motherfucking hour a week. You understand what I'm saying? An hour a week. Even if even if it ain't that, let let me let me give up a few of my connections. You know what I'm saying? On this, this, that, or what, what, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It it, it takes that, and it don't it, it it can't be one or two people. It takes ten to twenty people to think like that. Right. Well, it's enough of them here. I think we just all missing each other. And if, Somehow, but we're going to get it, it together. Play, hey, if it take a play to get the word out, then so be it. By any means necessary, right? Exactly. Well, we're going to definitely get together after this show. Yeah, because definitely we're going to get together. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me tell y'all something else y'all might not know while I'm doing all this talking. For the past two and a half months, the organization that I have brought to Birmingham, which has started in Detroit, has gone to 10 different neighborhoods in the communities of Birmingham. We've gone to Gate City, Kingston, I mean, Centerpoint, uh, Winona. I, I can't name to you all the communities that we go into with flags raised, young kids, with our fist raised, our right fist pump talking about I love black people, all power to the people, black power. We have young kids following behind us. This is not no bullshit. This ain't no game. Right. Do you understand? These white supremacists know that it ain't no game. Why do y'all think that these motherfuckers are so adamant about shutting us down? Because they know that not only is this black woke power, this woke movement of things, you know what I'm saying? Not only is it a goddamn, uh, uh, what, what, what they like to call it, a, a fad, it can really turn into something. It's going to turn into something. We're going to change that that, that um, vocabulary now. We're gonna, it's going to happen. We're going to go ahead and claim it now because that's what we're working towards. And so whatever we're working towards, if we keep consistent, that'd be the key about a lot of these things. It's the consistency. So once we keep right. consistent really, with it, it's going to happen. I really, really hope that you stay in touch with me and you help me push this new era Birmingham movement because this ain't no game. Like we be in, we be in these neighborhoods every Saturday. That's, okay. That's only that's only one program that we do. You know. Okay. We also 
support black businesses. We have a school tour where we're going into the schools. We go into the neighborhoods, knock on doors, shake hands, talk to the people in the neighborhood. We ain't scared of nothing. It ain't about nothing. Like this, like we really put in work. This is a real movement. This is what the neighborhood needs. This is what we've been waiting on. This is something that needs people to, to, to have a back, you know, to have our back. Honestly, you know, we don't ask no money. We don't ask for nothing for nobody. Every dollar we make, we do we do fundraisers and we make it ourselves. If we make money off uh, for, for people coming donating for us, so be it. But we are a whole movement. You know, and it don't start with us. We just we just a piece of a nation. You know, that can be greater because and, and it ain't about just hood people. We got business people, we got lawyers, we got teachers, we got people in in, 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 in uh uh city council. We got all type of people in this movement. You understand what I'm saying? And and it's serious. This ain't no game. This is serious. You understand well, what I'm, I'm saying? With it. They're oh, taking damn. everything from us. They're taking health care from us. They're taking uh, uh, wit from these new mothers. They're taking food stamps from them. They, they're taking a lot of things from us. And, 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 and you want to take it? So what? Take that shit. We got to be there for our own. That is beyond true. Because ain't and nobody I, else going to do it. If we ain't figured that out right now, we we, we hey, too, we, it's time out for begging for stuff. It's just time for... Hey, I, us doing what funny. we need it's to do. It's not about equality. I'm, I'm not trying to be funny. And, and when I speak, I speak about only black people. It's not about equality. It's about equity. You know, put equality and equity up. You know what I'm saying? Equity means yeah. everybody gets the same thing, you know, no matter if, if you deserve it or not. That's how nations are built. You know, and I'm I'm done talking. Bye. <laughs> let me get back. Taisha is going to send you. I mean, Taisha is going to text you my number. Yeah, make sure make sure you give your information, Taisha, to me. Because yeah, I, doing... I already told her, asked her to um, to send it to you. She said she would get it sent to you. What I do in the community series about it. I mean, the play, I love it, and, and I have a passion for that, but I have a big passion for my people. And if if I can reach one or two people who are willing to donate some time to our youth, our kids, inner city, whatever, you know, that that's 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 my main focus. It all, I mean, it all matters. Like, even, even with the play, like, the arts are, are a, a powerful way of a powerful outlet and giving you the opportunity to speak your truth oh, yeah. and to see your truth from different places and perspectives. So like that's, that's a major, that's a major thing for me. So my, my topic for tonight was um, the importance of a healthy lifestyle. And that's a part of it is embracing the arts and understanding like so many people try to separate those things out. You say health and you think, Oh, well, weight management, or this is what I'm going to eat or that's I'm going to eat this or not eat this. And, if I'm if I'm living healthy, then that means I kind of stay off to myself. I don't spend time with family and friends because I'm dieting and they're not. And you you live like this secluded this secluded space. But in real life, um, a healthy lifestyle means including all of those things because it affects all of those things. It affects well, it every single space in your life. It goes even, it goes even deeper than that, Queen. 
there are programs that need to be implemented in our inner cities, like all of the art programs, even even this acting that we're doing. The acting that we're doing right now incorporates acting, singing, dancing, theatrics. It, it incorporates all of that stuff. And there are so many buildings in the inner city right now that that could implement certain programs to be able to cultivate bait, stuff like that, which is, has nothing to do with anything else but just the art. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it, like it, it really does. And and the fact that I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but, you know, I know people who know people, you know, and it's easy to, to get these type of programs up and running. There's people who want to do this, you know, right. and, and what we need to do is just like, hey, I'm, I'm, let me let me let me just let me just go here, you know, if we if we can if if we can get the if we can back people like R. Kelly that that ain't even really trying to do nothing right but ain't trying to do nothing wrong but still need our backing if we can if we if we can uphold people like him we can we can stand up and uphold programs in our neighborhood. Right. children who have dreams of being dancers, singers, actresses, all of that. And it don't have to cost them a dime because it's people who are willing to give their talents to show them how to do that. What's missing? What's missing in it is is that Caucasian that Caucasian implement. They're gonna they're willing to invest. The big word right here and right now is invest. Investing right. in children, investing in their dreams, investing in their creativity, investing in the th- their thought process. That is what's missing. So I'm done. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there is certainly certainly happy to to know that there are there are more people and to be to meet and be exposed to more people that are here doing the work. There are lots of people um, doing the work, we have an organization in Montgomery, um, Pure Artistry Literary Cafe, in which we have our a for-profit arm. We're also extending into our nonprofit arm as well. And so a, a part of that we do um, acting out workshops for um, youth and the community. We do uh, writing writing workshops. We're just giving, giving them the space to come in and we teach those things. We have um, people from from all different all different levels of profession and different professions from all over everywhere to come in to share their gifts and their and their talents. Um, a friend of mine here in the city is um, working on opening a space called the Growlery, and it's it's exactly that. It's a community community silo, a, a coffee shop, with the intention of having people come and share knowledge and share their stories in a multitude of platforms to bridge the gap, sharing their experiences, being able to ask their, ask the questions from the young to the old, whether or not you've lived it or you're living it, here's, here's a space to be able to share those things. Because as, in as much as there are multiple problems, there are multiple solutions, and we have to be working working towards those things from all of those different angles and investing, absolutely. I like that being the key word for today, investing back um, into ourselves, into our community, into our elders, into our youth, into our peers, 
we have to do that across the board, being sharing sharing the knowledge that we have, whatever that gift is. Um, I cook. There is zero reason for anyone in my life <clears throat> to not at least have the opportunity to know how to cook on a basic level. Um, there are people What's in my life name? that don't. Say again. What's your I'm name? still Erica. I'm still Erica. Erica. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to interrupt you, but you say you cook, right? Yes. I, I just want to tell you how deep this goes. I have people in my organization that have gardens in the city that take over lots and they start planting food, vegetables. Well, that's that's what you know. We, this, we, this is. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Like I'm talking. Yeah, about, I agree. This is this is exactly this is exactly what I mean. I mean, like being able to to connect. And be in all those spaces right now. We have a fundraiser. Call, um, we're part of a fundraiser called Seeds of Change. It's a grant for building community, a new community garden down in Montgomery. But I'm very much involved with uh, Jones Valley Community Garden and, and We Community Garden, and a couple other people that are doing some other things within within their individual communities because it's, it's important I, to be I, to be I, in those I spaces. Like I'm trying to like the type of person I am. I know every freaking body. So it's like I am I am like the connect queen. I know somebody now that has that has plots on land um for certain gardens to be able to start doing stuff right now. They don't want nothing. You know, I know people like like so many so many different people that want to help but I have no avenues um to be able to direct them to help certain things. You know, and I, 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 me, really, I really Excuse. thank the ancestors. I'm not, I'm not Christian at all, but I really thank the ancestors right now for what's going on right now. Because not only have I been talking to y'all, but I have simultaneously been talking to um, my organization at the same time. And and the things that that we're doing, we we need a lot of help. We need a well, lot of help. And what we have to offer is everything that you guys are, are willing to give. I and think I'm you guys should come on the show next I'm week and talk about it. Hey, hey I'm opening the door. I'm opening the door for for every possibility that anybody on this line has to come to us and to make some stuff happen. Okay, well, y'all, said, you guys, um, New Era Birmingham should come next week as our guest. I think that would be really dope. That way. Um, we could talk more about it in depth with the organization itself. I think that would be excellent. I could find that would be idea. Awesome. <laughs> I know you I know you know Taisha, all Taisha has to do is give you my contact information and it it's whatever. You know, I really really want you guys to research before that happens. I really want you guys to research who we are and, and our and our um our mother chapter and what goes on because it, it ain't nobody it ain't about no game. It, it, it's really like we really do, do the work. We ain't no social media. Uh, uh uh uh. We ain't no social media type of people that sit on there and talk. We actually get in the street and, and we actually talk to people. We actually knock on doors. Like actual movement, actual action. You know, and we need as many people who feel like the ideas that they have in their mind can make a difference. We have the platform for that to happen. 
fear. <laughs> well, I I look forward to, to being in a space to be able to um, lend time and talent and finances um, in in other places where they where they are needed, um, and to be able to to maintain the connection and the connect with with the people on the other side that are doing that are doing work in different spaces and, and hopefully bridging the gap because as as um Lewis said, unity or discussed earlier, unity is what matters. And being a unified exactly. front and being able to, to bridge all of those there's so many programs and so many people out here that are doing doing the work and I think it's all very much necessary. Multiple problems again need multiple solutions. But as much as we're able to bridge that gap um and pull those resources if you know, we'll we'll have the opportunity to to grow and spread and reach more more better faster. So um, exactly. I'm here. I I give I give time, talent, skill and finances wherever wherever I see a need, um and I am available to do so. So hopefully our information will, will make its way and we can do that. And we are definitely both people through. Um, as long as it's for the betterment of our people, we are down for whatever. And I'm saying, we don't care if it's Christian, we don't care if you walk under the We don't care if any of that, any of that. What we care about is the betterment of our black people. And that's just, that's just what it is. You know, so, yeah. Uh, good evening. Good, oh. good evening. Hello. This is Jawar. Uh, are there any black-owned and or operated banks in Birmingham? Yes, there's only one. Citizens Trust is the only one in Birmingham. Um, you only need that old credit union. I mean, it's okay. here. Okay. Oh, that's outstanding. Uh, do you know if most residents in Birmingham have some sort of account at that black bank? Um, I can't give you the numbers as to who has an account there. We've done a lot to get the information out. Um, I can con- connect you with someone that is a um, that is a representative of that bank. But there, there's several several initiatives and efforts to get the information and get people accounts there. But I can't tell you how many people actually do have accounts. The only one I'm familiar with is, L- I think it's elementary. Um, you might want to Google it, then um, get back with the show. Hold on one minute, guys. We have some major feedback or something. If someone is on speakerphone, that might be the issue, but it's really hard to hear who's on the line and who's talking and what they're saying. Hello? I'm here. Everyone probably just muted out because they didn't know if it was them or not. Oh, okay, because I'm like, you got to stay quiet. <laughs> but that's cool. But that was, okay, so whoever was yeah. just talking, continue, please. 
was just talking? Was that you, Erica? No, that wasn't no? that wasn't me that was speaking at that moment, no. Was that Jasmine speaking? Maybe we lost them because it was really choppy. But um, yes, it was very choppy. Okay, well I know we had is Jay War still there? Yes, mm-hmm. I'm still here. Thank you for asking. Okay, you can continue. Yeah, I was making the inquiry. Uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, as it were, I sort of caught the tail end of the conversation, but it definitely sounded like it was nation building and community building time. And one of the things that mm-hmm. um, those of us who have studied these things, uh, we know that we need an economic base, at least in this time working within the system that we're working in, and that uh, one of the institutions that is set up to help us with that economic base that we as a community have not fully utilized is are the black banks. And so what happens is that when we begin to put, even if it's just some of our money, into the black institutions, those banks then have more deposits on hand that they can then lend out uh, for business growth and development for people to purchase new homes or to expand on their existing home. And that in and of itself oftentimes helps to build the community up by creating a financial infrastructure and or a financial engine. And so that's why I brought forth the question as to there being a black bank and to the knowledge on those on the ground in Birmingham as to if the movement uh, was put in place to get those deposits on hand, and someone answered, yes, it is. So that's a fantastic thing. And so, again, I would just say that that is a part of the process and part of the solution for helping us to ignite our economic engine and keep that thing going to create more entrepreneurs, more business owners. I heard the sister speaking beautifully as she was talking about the community garden. Uh, and there are a number of people doing that around the country. That's an outstanding thing for, for us to grow our own fruits and vegetables and begin to actually bring that right into the kitchen and eat healthier foods right now, you know. So that's outstanding. So, again, that's why I asked the question, just to interject that part of it. So please forgive me if that has already been addressed. I just caught the tail end of the conversation. No, I, I, I think um, that, that was great. Um, what what you touched on um uh me being and, and I'm not um I'm not trying to say anything out of the way at, at, at um at, at, at any any given junction but um as far as new era Birmingham is concerned our whole main focus is everything, every single last brother and sister on this call has, has spoken about, has spoken up about, that has made a stand for. It, it embodies all of that. This is the organization for that. Um, I am not from Birmingham. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Um, 
the reason why I have total loyalty and, and I and I stand behind this program is because first of all, my my father was a black. Um, and even though I don't know him, I know I know the difference between rules and regulations. Um, because I dealt with those. Um, I, I'm a business owner myself, and 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 and. Things don't work right without rules and regulations. But there are so many things on this call that I have heard that will be able to benefit um, uh, the movement and the nation as a whole. And I would love to each and every one of you get in contact with me so that all of those concerns that you guys have, all of those ideas and dreams that you think that are so far-fetched, we can make those things happen. We can do that as, as as a group, as a unity. And I would love to see that happen. I really would. So if you can get with Taisha Brown, which is the producer of the play, and or um, uh, the the radio host of the show, um, um, what we're doing, yeah, it's theatrical. Yeah, it's entertainment. Yeah, it's supposed to make you think. It's supposed to evoke feelings. But on the side of that, let's let's do something to really change the narrative and change uh, 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 what our children are thinking, what our, our adult uh, 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 kings and queens are thinking. Like, we really need that um, period. Like, you know, and it doesn't take much. Hello? Hello? Can everybody hear me? Um, I'm here. It got super quiet. Yeah, it I did get super quiet. quiet. What okay. happened? Right. I thought it had went out on me. Okay. I was talking, and, and I guess nobody heard me. <laughs> I was just talking to But what I was saying while nobody could hear me was there seems to be enough of us like minor people to, to um, be that mighty force that we want to see. And we got to understand that there's not go- going to be all of us that follow suit. But as long as there's enough of us, um, it's all that matters. Like how you said, slaves saved a lot more slaves as they actually know they were slaves. So um, it's just got to be enough of us to keep it going. And like I said, consistency is going to be key. And I see New Era Birmingham everywhere right now. I see New Era everything right now, um, which is awesome, which, made, which is even what made me want to even consider being a part of something so great. Like I said, I keep missing the daily because of work or whatever. Um, but we're going to get this together. If, well, most people on the call have my, my information. So if you would like to be a part of something, as powerful, and like she said, it's not just in Birmingham. They have a new era of Atlanta. They have a new era of Detroit. They have, and she said, they're opening them in other places. So definitely reach out, and we can get you in into different places. Or I know um, there's the type of people that if you want to start a new era in your city, 
it can definitely be done. Um, so just reach out to me, and I'll reach out to them, and I can connect connect the two. And so we can get it going as a nationwide thing. And hopefully what happens is it ends up breaking over into an international thing. Because a little do we know why we think it happens don't like us in second or third. They actually wait, you know, that's to say them. I've actually had um, people on, on the show last season from Africa reaching out to me, and they were asking, when were we going to come and see about them? We Because we have we have um, resources that they don't have that we can help them make, that we can help them get. They don't want to be in the situation that they're in. And they've been brainwashed with the same bullshit that we've been brainwashed with. And actually, it's not even just us that's being brainwashed with that shit. It's all, it's, it's on an international level. You'll hear some people say the news that's shown in, in different countries isn't even the news they show over there because they make us look like the big bad wolf. So that's why a lot of different foreigners look at us like we move food because that's what they've been taught about us. So the narrative doesn't need to be changed just here. It needs to start here because that's where we are, but it needs to be changed so that the rest of the people, we don't even know how many people in different nations that are willing and ready to actually do trading with us and open up an international um, market to and fro. And they want to do business with us because they understand that we are the number one spenders in America. They understand that we're the ones that drive this place. But we don't understand that. So everybody knows about how great we are except for us. So that's why it's great that it needs to start here. But I would like to see it branch out. Um, I guess he did make the call, but there was a guy who was stating how he was doing some things in Africa uh, where they're putting up schools and they're helping them get electricity and technology and things like this. And I think it's a beautiful thing that we don't just extend out to our own here, but we extend out to our own there too because they're looking for us and they're waiting on us. And that's why I'm saying that unity means a lot in order for us to be who we already are, for us to be brought out, it needs to be extended to everybody because we all need it. We all need it everywhere, whether they be in the U.K. or if they're um, in somewhere in Europe or if they're somewhere in South America. When people see a dark-skinned people, they automatically think, or people of color, they automatically think that Tell them to stick it because that's what they have been taught around the whole world that, oh, they're just, they're just no good niggas. So we definitely have to hurry up and get this, get this ball rolling because the narrative definitely needs to change because a lot of them are smarter than we are, and they know that we're just not just these, these lazy, regular, typical niggas. Man, we may have gotten a little greedy, and, yeah, we are definitely spoiled, but we got to get back to the basics. Because um, I made a post one day, and it says something about, like, old school ways mixed with new school things. And, and that was saying that it's a lot of old school things that we still need to utilize in this new school world in order for it to work like that. So the unity is that she didn't want to just fall out my topic. I'm just so excited about that. But um, we kind of just 
went into a total left field because Toy was being interviewed. <laughs> and we kind of, she started it, though, in all actuality. She, with that poem she did, that spoken word piece she did, off of her new album coming out called Crimson. Toy, are you still here? Yes, I'm still here. See what you started? You always starting stuff. I didn't do nothing. It was your, you picked it. <laughs> I picked it, but I didn't start it. <laughs> you okay. started it with that piece you did. Whore. You did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you I got you you got Ebony all riled up. Now she ready to just take on the world. I'm ready to take, I've been ready to take on the world. So I think it can be done. I, I know it can be uh, done. I know it can it, be done. It can and, and it ain't going to be everybody that's going to follow through, like I said. But that doesn't matter as long as it's enough of us. As yeah, long as it's enough of us, all that matters. And we'd be surprised that the allies that are non-blacks that will probably end up trying to get over it and with us or willing to help us. We'd be surprised. Well, I, I don't really believe there are, I believe the only non-blacks are white. So, you know, we're all in the same boat, whether they want to realize it or not. We're all we're all people of color. So, you know, I, if if as a black community, when we excel, all people of color excel. Right. So, but see, a lot of them don't know that because, like I said, they they when they bring them over here, they don't bring them over here like they they treat them pretty much as equals. But they mm-hmm. treat they teach them that. These are the people that you don't want to deal with because they're bad, and that people will yeah. be us ultimately. So they don't know that because they haven't been taught that. Some of them do actually do know that, honestly, and will tell you quick that they people mm-hmm. came from Africa, and they might be just as oriental, chinky eyed as they want to be, and will quick to tell you that. I've had um, I think he was a Cuban. He told me the same thing. He was like, we could just imagine. Just imagine. And I, it was just so refreshing to hear somebody like him say that because you get the people like the Dominicans who can be just as dark-skinned as the rest of us, and they'll be quick to be like, oh, I don't like them niggas. And it's like, but you look just like me. What you mean? Yeah. They don't but like you either. Little do you know. That, that's where we have to, you know, really distinguish ourselves because we have to to reframe the narrative of who we are. We are not niggas. Mm-hmm. And I use the word I use the word nigger and I don't mean, you know, no disrespect or even to be hypocritical, but we can't keep recycling that narrative that we are niggas because we're not. We're not niggas. Exactly. Man, we we might be niggerish, but we ain't niggas. Exactly. And so that's where it begins. When we stop defining ourselves as niggas and, and start defining ourselves as peace, as a people, not as a, a construct. We have to define ourselves as a people because like, I, I, I appreciate the concept that, you know, we're all kings and queens. I appreciate that concept, but the reality of it is is if everybody is, is kings and queens, then um, 
it's, it's a battle for a throne. So we're all brothers and sisters, and we're not niggas. We're not niggas. We're not bitches. We're not ratchets. We're not hoes. We're not sluts. We're none of that. We're, we're brothers and sisters, and we have to start treating and respecting each other as such. The type of reverence that I have for my brother is the same type of reverence I have for any black man that has a, a modicum of self-respect, just a, the tiniest bit of self-respect. If I can see it in you, then I have the same reverence for you that I have for my brother. And trust and believe me when I say I love my brother to pieces. Like he is one of the, the five greatest men I've ever met in my life. So we have to start seeing each other like that. We have to start loving and protecting each other like brothers and sisters and fathers and mothers and daughters and stop letting society and ourselves diminish us into niggas because that's not who we are. That's not who we are. And so um, once I think we redefine that, narrative in our lives, in our culture, in our, in our homes, in our, our communications, um, then other people of color will not see us that way. If you don't think, if, if, if you don't think that you're the shit, how do you expect somebody else to think it? To think it, exactly. You have to project what you what you want to be. Like, I'm not a big Chris Rock movie fan, but he did a remake of Down to Earth, and um, in the movie, uh, his brother tells him, dress for the job you want, not for the job you have. Same thing. It's the same concept. You know, it's the same concept. And so I think we have to start dressing for the job we want, not the job we got. And I'm off my soapbox now. Are you going to give us another piece, ma'am? I sure am. I'm going to go ahead and do this um, piece, the antidote. I, w- I was going to do Crucible, but I'm scared. It 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 might be a problem. <laughs> it might explode. And I don't Say that for next time. Say that for next time. We're going to yeah, do an open so. mic night. Like maybe, maybe like every third Monday we'll do like open mic. So, but come back. Okay. Would that be okay, next but, one? Um, what? I, don't know. I ain't seen no calendar, child. I don't know, girl. But um, I got this this piece. It's, it's called the antidote, and it's you know I'm I'm not I can't do sexy um like um Miss Nina did. I can't do sexy like that. But you know, <laughs> it's my version of sexy. It's my version of sexy, and it ain't really sexy, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) Okay, let me see. Uh, There is is nothing like the struggle of the black man. Ferocity of strife that plagues his existence, arbitrary images that prove inconsistent, the endeavor between who he is and who the world says he is the innate battle that ruptures reality and pierces his soul, interweaves in his manhood the power of his belief. Reticent to let his weakness be revealed, he stands firm in the teachings of his youth and the heartache of his conviction. The struggle of the black man is the quest between good and evil, 
the superhero versus the supervillain. It's like Marvel and DC plagiarized his torment between doing what's right and what's necessary. The internal exchange that tells the story of his life, that fight, it's the battle and the, and the war, and his scars begin to show through on his face, I'm sure of his place, a world running decimation on him at every turn. Clenched teeth, bald fists, bulging eyes, sweat pouring, lucid nightmares, coerced midnight confessions of defeat. Illicit options of impossible choices that play on repeat. Wrapped in redundancy, never able to stop the ache, unsure of what direction to take. He is a provider, a protector. So like Dr. Strange, he dons his cape to escape into the night where his demons wait to fight and destroy him from within. No hope to speak of, no happy ending. Infection that rots his soul, no relief to appease, or so it seems, but her touch can break him to his knees. She is the lowest to his Clark, his antidote, the cure-all for the, camp, for the carnage that wages in his mind. She is the pick-me-up. She soothes his agony like antacid. All it takes is a glance, a touch, or a kiss to his forehead. She is the sun to his Superman, the darkness to his Batman. She fills the spaces between conflict and resolution. She is the umbrella that keeps him dry when the world tries to drown him. He is the Selena to his Bruce, his antidote. He knows if he could just get into her bosom, the tug of war in his mind would cease, and there would be that sweet peace that his mother told him about, peace that passes all understanding because he has no understanding how she can take his broken pride and turn it into strength and determination. She is the kryptonite that tortures him, and he knows she is the only one that can bring him calm to his chaos. She is that promise. People of dreams, she is the Mary Jane to his Peter Parker. She is his antidote, beautiful, strong, resilient. She is the first and the only line of defense. Her love is the vaccination from the disease of this world. Twisted up in her labia is the nectar of life. He dies head first so he can experience rebirth. The forever between the moment their eyes meet is where his strength lives and thrives. She is his reset button. His distress is hers, and she walks it with him. Shielded in invisibility like Diana Prince, she is his vengeance like the Crimson Avenger. His black widow fighting for him with fury, providing cover like Storm, she is his superhero. The Jean Grey to his Logan, his antidote. And when it's all said and done, she heals him. She is the elixir to his struggle, the love to his hate. He is the man to her woman, and she is his antidote. And that's that piece. Dang. Now, that was just pretty dang dope. Well, thank you very much. I so appreciate it. (laughs) That was pretty dang dope. That shows the balance right there. And, and, yeah. Say what? That wasn't me. That was a little cute little girl in the background. Um, <laughs> Everybody feels neglected right now. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, mine feel neglected too. My grandchildren have ran here about 60 times trying to get my attention. Right. Like, are you done yet? Mm-hmm. I can talk now. You ain't done yet. Tell them you'll call back. I'm like, oh, no, I can't just call back. 
Pray card, it is cute. But I would definitely like think you say are you this right? You're not just writing poetry. You said are, what happened? Are, you're not just writing poetry. Did you say you're writing a book too? I um I have actually written the book and oh. I actually just got um a contract from a publisher to have my book published and um we're looking over the contract and going over the numbers and making sure that this is something, this is publisher we want to go with. You know, when I say we, I mean my husband and I because, you know, he's my partner in all things. And so, Are you his um, anecdote? Yes, I am his anecdote. <laughs> and so um, he actually inspired that piece. Oh, <laughs> so, See, that's what I'm talking about, black love. I love that right there. That's what we missing a lot of, too. Yeah, he, love. He, he says to me, you know, I don't know how you do it. He was like, I could be in here so angry and upset, and all you got to do is come in here and rub my shoulders, and it's just all gone. And that's kind of how Aww. that piece was born. And um, <clears throat> and so, you know, my my daughter tells me that if you get on Facebook, you can't tell that we married, but we spend so much time loving on each other in real life. I ain't got time to love on him on Facebook. <laughs> I know that's right. There you go. See, <laughs> you know, you gonna start a whole other topic right there. But I'll leave it alone. I ain't gonna do it no more. <laughs> <laughs> I won't, but, I won't um, to this week anyway. And so, um, but yeah, so um, we're waiting. Well, not waiting, but we're going through the contract to make sure it's right. And um, that'll be out, and it's called um, The Other Side of the Echo. <coughs> and it is um, a poetic autobiography life perspective, if that makes any kind of sense. <laughs> You'll make it make sense for us, I'm sure. Yeah, well, okay, so it's a life perspective. It's like all the lessons that I've learned in life, um, over 41 years, they, they, I, I compiled them into this book um, mm-hmm. from things like, you know, learning how to be comfortable in my own skin. There's a chapter called Black Like Me, and it's really just about learning how to be comfortable in my own skin growing up in the South where there was so much, you know, color struck going on and, and not being able to you know, like me when I looked in the mirror and, you know, finding my way through that. And, you know, there's a chapter called um, Daddy's Little Girl, and it's about the relationship between me and my father and, um, you know, things like that. And so um, in between, there's poems. There's there's poetry littered in between, and, um, you know, you get a chance to read poems that kind of, are birthed out of the topics of each chapter. So it's like four chapters, and then there's like an interlude of poetry. And so it's basically the things that I've learned in my life, things that have happened to me, and what I took from them, and what they, how they help mold and shape me, and how they can, how my experiences can help mold and shape you. Maybe, you know, you can identify with um, something that I wrote in your blues or my black. I have lupus, 
so I deal with that every day, and people don't really understand because mm-hmm. it's kind of an invisible disease. People don't really realize that just because I don't look sick doesn't mean that I ain't, I'm not. So, you know, maybe, you know, you're dealing with something and you have fibromyalgia and you can take something away from what's in that chapter that will help you deal with your life better. And that's really its whole purpose. And so that's what I mean when I say it's a, it's a poetic autobiography, life perspective type of thing. Oh. Maybe we have you back on the show because um, everybody always talks about cancer, 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 but nobody really talks about the disease that you have. So maybe we could have you on. Maybe it's like a an awareness type deal. Okay, great. Okay. Have you back on. Yes, definitely. I'm awesome. Because the the reality is is that lupus affects more black women than any other women in the world. And diagnosis usually run between start between the age of eighteen and one to about thirty five. So between eighteen and thirty five, those are the years where you know, most lupus diagnoses come in. But the problem is, is that because lupus can be so many other things, like the symptoms of lupus are diseases in and of themselves. So if you are not aware of what to tell your doctor so that your doctor knows to look for it, then you may never get a diagnosis. And you could be walking around like really sick and not know how to explain to your doctor that this is just going on with you. So, you know, if you if you have arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, and, you know, you're really, really tired all the time, and, you know, you have a few other things going on, all of those are diseases in and of themselves. And sometimes doctors treat diseases without looking deeper for the actual cause. And a, a lot of times, lupus can be the cause of the rheumatoid arthritis or the fatigue or <clears throat> the kidney failure or the congestive heart disease or, um, you know, any of those things. Like those, all of those, the diabetes, the thyroid disease, like all of those can come from lupus. So if you don't know that all of those things together can give, can add up lupus, then you have no idea how to explain to your doctor that maybe we need to do some more in-depth testing because they don't test for it because in the medical community, it's never lupus. It's never Mm. lupus in the medical community until it actually is lupus. You see what I'm saying? That's correct. They never test for it. they'll, They'll diagnose you with fibromyalgia and all kinds of other things and never test you for lupus. Well, if we are the main people that's getting it, I think that should be just like a mandatory testing. Yeah, I I agree, but they unless you have like a really, really overt um, symptom like um, the butterfly rash um, or the skin discoloration, nine times out of ten, those are things that don't make them test for lupus. But if you don't have any the butterfly rash or the skin discoloration or anything like that. They're not going to just test for it when you go to the doctor and say, hey, I've been really, really tired. I don't have any energy. Like, I don't know what's going on with me. The, the doctor's first thought process is not, um, let's test you for lupus. That's not his first thought process. 
that's actually mm. their last thing that they're going to test you for. They'll test you for cancer before they test you for lupus. And so it, it, it really is one of those things that we don't talk enough about. And I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to get off the topic or anything like that. But No, that's good. I'm definitely going to have you back to talk more about that. Educate us. Because a lot of people don't know anything about it until somebody we know, oh, I have lupus. And we don't really know how, well, I'm going to speak for myself. I don't really know how it works or what it does. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I know I've had, I have a cousin and an aunt that has it. And I know they, um, it made them gain weight. I don't know if it was from the medicine that was being given yeah. or what, but. Yeah, they end up staying away from it. But I never really knew exactly what it was. So yeah, they can bring enlightenment to the ignorant. When um, maybe we could do it next week after we do the new Air Birmingham, if you're free. Okay. Okay. Well, just let me know. (laughs) My grandson ready to have his Mimi time. Well, I definitely thank you. I thank you for having me. I enjoyed the show. You guys are wonderful. I I hope the play is amazing and they do get a chance to tour and come out here. I would love to see it. Um, It sounds like it's worth me trying to see if I can make a trip to Birmingham. I got to look and see how far it is from where I am. And, um... But um, I wish them all the best with that. I really do. And um, well, I really I, enjoyed Miss Nina. Right. She was all come up on her own sexy and stuff and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Definitely got to get her back into it. But again, thank you. Just um, give us your uh, social media information, and then we're going to, excuse me, go into Erica's segment of the importance of living a healthy lifestyle. Okay. Um. The best way to find me right now is facebook.com slash his poetess, all one word, um, or um, my fan page is Lyrical Toy, and my website will be back up. Um, we're revamping it and putting it back together, but it will be back up in about two weeks, and that's lyricaltoy.com. All right, all right. And um, also, if you're on Facebook, if you're on my Facebook page, Lyric Lounge, Feel free to share that information. If not, I will. Okay. I'm not on Facebook right at this moment. Oh. But um, <clears throat> I'm going to mute myself so you can um go ahead and um do Miss Erica. And, um... Yes, I'm going to get Miss Erica. Um. Erica? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. So, you want you wanted to talk about the importance of a healthy lifestyle. And the floor is yours. And and we're just gonna um you're gonna pretty much close this out. Okay, I was just messaging you to tell you that you muted me, but <laughs> I am here. Um, so much, so much of, of what you guys have, have said tonight has been 
really like right right on point and right on topic for me. Uh, my topic tonight was really the importance of a healthy lifestyle and really bridging that gap. Um, like I said earlier, so many people view a healthy lifestyle as being like just this one this one piece. I love how it like transitioned, how the conversation transitions into all of these all of these different things and all of these different facets of of just life in and of itself. Um, the the last lady speaking about lupus that is a a huge a huge thing. I have several clients that are living with living with lupus um, and really going through some of those um, some of the symptomology and and just the process in healing and the process in being whole and the process in just living living with lupus and living in everyday existence. As you said, not there is not a topic that very many people talk about. We talk a lot about um, cancer and we talk about a lot of the other things, but some of the, the chronic and more invisible things like sickle cell um, and lupus we tend to we tend to diminish. Um, but in, in in part like a lot of that is just how we view health. How we we look at health as being this really external thing. You line up a group of people in a room and ask who's healthy and who's unhealthy, and most often you're going to look to weight, to the determining factor. The the people that are overweight in the room are absolutely those that are unhealthy, and the people that are small in the room are the people that are absolutely healthy, and that's about as far as we get with that. But it's so, so much more. I know we, we've, we've been on for a while, and it's, it's getting late, so I'm just going to kind of breathe through some of the some of the the faces and pieces just you have to kind of think through in your in your everyday how are you living um, how are you living and how does your health impact all of those things again most of the time we look at it as just weight management we don't realize how much our health affects and influences our relationships um, Mm -hmm. like our, our love life just our friendship our relationships with our family our finances, so few people draw the connection with, with health and finance. Um, and, of course, stress is kind of the, the, the tie that binds all of those things. One of the most interesting things to me is just really how, how they kind of all move, move in such a continuum with, with finance, because that's the one that most people are, are the most disconnected with. They're like, what does my health have to do? With finances, they can kind of draw the connection between having to buy medicine um, and pay for doctors. But if they're not doing that, if they're not on any daily medication or paying, um, going to doctors regularly, then there is absolutely no connection between health and finance. Pause for a second. Let me say, I am Eric the Chef, um, owner at Not Just Catering LLC, and our our goal we exist to bridge the gap between health and lifestyle. Um, we have personal chefs, private chefs, and health coaches. Our health coaches provide accountability, support, and a system that works to help transform individuals to their best self. Our personal chefs come in and we do the work for you. We prepare the meals for those that don't have time to cook, those that don't want to cook, those those that don't know how to cook. Um, We do everything from the menu planning to the grocery shopping to the cooking. You just come home, eat, and eat. We take the, the guesswork out of it. And our private chefs are here to help celebrate life's milestones because celebrating and spending time with family and friends and marking those those accomplishments are so important. 
um, for just your overall journey. So that's that's me. That's who I am. I tend to talk kind of fast, so if I'm talking too fast, come in, slow down, slow down. <laughs> uh, interject if you have any, any questions or comments. But I guess really I just want to talk about the finance place of it because um, we've talked a lot. We've really kind of touched on so many of those other spaces already tonight, and I think that's kind of like the – the missing gap. We talked a lot about community building and what it takes to build a community and money mm-hmm. and is one of those major things. But not just just money, but the the thought process and the wherewithal to be able to think through um, right. to think through those ideas, right? Um, and health right. plays such a huge a huge factor in that. Um, so one of the the major the another easy way to look at the connection is if you're eating out all the time and you're not cooking and you're not eating at home, obviously you're draining your wallet, right? Yeah. Most people don't pay attention to how much money they spend eating out. It is always, um, when I do my initial consultations and I ask people how much money are they spending on food, and I get, like, these really cute little neat boxing answers, and I'm like, yeah, statistics tell me that's not really true. <laughs> so let's unpack it a little bit. And the average individual um, that's eating out regularly is spending about $200, $250 a week eating out just on food. Um, whereas if you are buying groceries and even eating the same meals, like even if you weren't really changing and, and adapting how you're eating, just eating at home, you would spend about $75 uh, in groceries in a week versus $200, $250 eating out. That financial strain in and of itself is a whole set of stress. Um, right. But, but also, right, like it's the thing. Like I don't understand where all my money's going and I've got this to do and I've got that to do and I can't do it. And so then you're, you're all stressed out, which we all know stress just breaks breaks our body down um, in a in gazillion different, different ways. ways. Yes, girl. Right. And right, and that's a, that's a whole that's a whole big part of it. Something just as simple as the money that you're spending to eat food. Just if you can control the amount of money that you're spending on food. I mean, people tell me they can't afford to eat healthy because organic food costs so much, and this costs and that costs. And I tell them I go in the grocery store and buy three weeks worth of food for $101. And it's like, wait, what you eat, though? <laughs> like, I don't buy any packaged food. And it's like, how you how you do that? Well, because knowing what you're know, – having a plan and knowing what you're eating and what you're putting in your body um, okay. is not just helping your body. It's also money money management. Um, right. That's a whole big thing. Higher levels of obesity. People that eat out more have higher levels of obesity have higher fat content. Do you all know, because this was, was a thing for me, that um, high fat content in the body has been directly linked to short-term memory loss? I was like a, I didn't know a, that. Right. And so, again, like how is it affecting? We talk about the movement and community building and these things and we want to do this, but if we're not taking care of what we're putting in, we can't expect to get great things out, um, something just like that. Um, it has been uh, positive, your positive, out, positive outlook on life and just comes out of movement, just being able to move more. 
Um, again, healthy lifestyles is not just food. It's not just how big you are, how small you are, how much are you moving? Two and a half hours of movement in a week. That's 30 minutes five times a week or you can work out for an hour Monday, an hour Wednesday, and 30 minutes on Friday. That increase in your baseline of serotonin in your body completely shifts how you deal and interact with everyday life. Like something just just that simple. I tell people to put to to find ten minute increments um, throughout the day, five to ten minute increments throughout the day to add extra movement. So when you get out of the bed, um, do as many push ups as you as you can do. If that's five, do five. If that's twenty, do twenty. Um, as I brush my teeth, my my thing is doing standing Roman twists. I mean, I'm standing still anyway. I might as well move my waist, get a smaller waistline while I'm getting clean teeth. It doesn't that extra that three minutes of movement that I was going to be standing there anyway has completely shifted how my body reacts to everything else I do for the rest of the day. Because my body knows she's going to move, she's going to burn these things. So I need to turn this into energy and not fat. I need to store it in this space and not this space. Um, the things that we do to build our health affect every single aspect of our lives. Relationships, um, stress reduction, aside from just reducing blood pressure and um, normalizing our heart rate and building our immune system, which are things that we we commonly know. We know how that how that works it actually raises the level of oxytocin in our system. Um, we think of oxytocin as that the bonding hormone, right? Um, and a lot of people only think about oxytocin where it comes to moms and babies and don't really realize how many health benefits exist with, within oxytocin in both male and female lives. Um, it actually reduces drug and alcohol cravings. Oh, so for people that are detoxing, one of the – a shift in in one of the things, you know, you typically go go into rehab and you're, you're – for a long time, they're really separated and secluded. And now one of the reasons that group sessions work so well is because of the bonding that exists in those spaces, but not just the psychological bonding, the actual chemical bond of raised oxytocin is actually working to reduce those cravings, which overall – creates better people, right? That makes sense? Right. It makes just a lot of sense. So just again, like just just kind of moving through like I could go like all into all of these different spaces because again this is this is what I love and this is what I do is finding finding the ways yeah. to, to bridge those gaps and teaching people that it affects every single every single space. But I know time time is far spent. Um so I don't wanna don't wanna don't want to be late at any point, but I, I want for sure if you guys to like really understand how important your health is and not just on the surface. It is not just about uh, my sister. Is a, my sister is teeny, teeny, tiny, like teeny, teeny, tiny. My sister is like 411, um, 84 pounds, like tiny, tiny oh, wow. person. I know she's teeny, and so for years, like we've talked about these things, and he's like, "I'm healthy, like you know, I'm little, I can eat whatever I want, like I'm, I'm look at me, like I can do whatever I want to do, it doesn't matter." When she got pregnant, 
my sister had gestational diabetes. She had all sorts of complications with her pregnancy because she was malnourished. And not malnourished in that she wasn't. She loved vegetables, but not malnourished in the sense of she wasn't eating vegetables. Her sugar was so high because not only did she eat a lot of vegetables, she eats a lot of junk. Like, that's pretty much all she eats is vegetables and junk. There was no, no in-between for her. And looking at how that affected her pregnancy and how that affected the growth and development of her child was a real wake-up call for her. And so I really want to, like, one of my things in the community is bringing families back to the table, getting us back in a space where we're eating together. It's a lot of um, background noise. It's hard for me to... There's a that's a, a huge thing about bring, just giving us that time to bond together, um, relying on one another to build oxytocin, relying on one another as our support system. But it also when you're eating eating whole healthy foods, when you're moving more and you're adding more movement, increasing movement in your in your everyday life, your stress levels are decreasing, your oxytocin um, levels are increasing. Um, your fat stores are, are decreasing, so your um, memory and clarity and that brain fog goes away. Your clarity of thought is is increasing, but you also build these support systems and support units within your family, and you're more likely to go and do things together. Um, it has been said that relationships, couple relationships, marriages, and dating relationships that actually do things with other couples are actually strengthened and more likely to last longer. Well, those activities are typically things that, well, I'm too tired at the end of the week and I'm drained and I just want to lay around and I just want to do these things, um, just retreat into myself. Actually spending that time, having that just little bit of boost of energy to go and do someone, do something, do someone else, that too. Um, sex is a right. major, major part of, of health. Um, but we, we won't go into that one just now. But just doing things with other people, building those building those bonds, it all circles back. So it's a huge um, continuum of one thing builds on the other. The healthier I eat, the less stress my body is, the less manifestation of stress that I have. The less manifestation of stress that I have, the better, um, the more energy I have. The more energy I have, I'm more productive at work means I'm leaving work earlier. I'm not spending a 1,000 hours at work. So I'm more productive in my job. I'm more likely to get promoted. I'm more likely to have more money to do more things. It all it all circles around. Um, that's that's it. Unless like for the most part, again, I can go into all the little pieces, but those are like the the hot points. Those are my big my big bullets. <laughs> my Roman number one, two, three, and four is just paying attention to every day. Like what what little things can you do? to increase your health, even if that is going to a play. Um, taking the time to tell your body, do last like our parasympathetic and sympathetic systems, you guys know they can't work at the same time. They're exact opposite. And so our parasympathetic system is that fight or flight. It's that thing that tells you there's a lion chasing me, you better get up and you gotta move. You gotta fight or you gotta run. Well you're you can't rest when you're in fight or flight. You can't digest food. Um, your that whole all of those things that happen for your parasympathetic system completely shuts down. Well, if my parasympathetic mm. system is shut down, then if I eat 
in a stress state, then my food just sits there. My body can't take any nourishment from it. It can't break it down. And so by the time I do sit down and try to rest, it's like, oh, I guess you didn't need this for the day. I'm just going to turn this into fat. So that's what that is. That's exactly now what I have to work for it. Okay. Now but you have to work know. for it. <laughs> right. Um, cortisol is, is a stress hormone that lives in your stomach, and it actually works to insulate. It's trying to protect you, so it's trying to insulate you from whatever is trying to harm you. And guess what? Mm-hmm. It insulates us better than anything in the world. What? That. Oh. That's how our bodies believe. It's really just trying to help you. All these things that our body is doing is just trying to figure out, like, how, how do I survive with what you're giving me? And if what you're giving me is there's always a lion chasing me, how can I protect you? Well, I'm going to give you okay. some fat because it has the most energy. It, it burns quicker. So if you can't eat anymore later, I need you to have some energy to continue to be able to run. I can't, I'm not focusing on what's happening in my stomach because I need my legs and my hands to work. I need to be able to fight and I need to be able to run. I don't have to think very much. So I get brain fog. You don't have to think through it. You just need to be strong enough to fight or run. <laughs> right? Right. So all of those little things just build up. So taking the time, I do an exercise called five, five, seven breaths. Do it as many times a day as you can, particularly in chaos. But whenever you get ready to eat, before you eat, so if you're out and you're waiting on food, if you're cooking and you sit the food in front of you, two minutes, that's all it takes. If you do 10 counts of five, five, seven breaths, so that's five seconds in, hold for five seconds, and exhale for seven seconds. You want to pay attention to everything that's happening around you while you're doing it. What, is it. what does it look like? What does it smell like? What colors do you see? What do you taste? How do you feel? That's telling your body, hey, I have time to sit and breathe. There is no lion chasing me. I am okay. I do not need you to protect me. Let's digest your food and rest. Something as simple as that decreases your stress levels, decreases your fat stores, Improves your metabolism, so it's making your body burn fat more. It clears up your brain, your thinking, your level of thinking, so you can think clear, more clearly for all these plans of taking over the world. All of those things come into focus with something just as simple as taking two minutes before you eat to breathe. Health effects, what we do, how we eat, when we eat, affects more things in our lives than what we eat and anything else that we do. How, when, and why we're doing it is important. I leave you with all things that you do, do with curiosity and gratitude. Figure out why you're craving, why you want this, why are you eating in this way, and then be grateful for your body being smart enough, intuitive enough, intelligent enough to try to find ways to protect you from whatever, whatever it is that you're doing, and then thank your body by doing it better the next time. That's all I've got. I have had so much fun um, listening yes. to you guys and taking notes, and I'm so looking forward to, to next week, New Era Birmingham, and um, all of that. I already have my VIP tickets to All of Fair and Love and War. I cannot wait. So excited. Um, Speaking yeah, of All Fair and Love and War, um, you got your VIP tickets. I'm about to get my VIP tickets. But I have a lucky caller on the line or someone on the chat. Let me see what's going on. And I'm going to bring them with me. I'm just going to go I, random. I'm 
I'm I'm excited about it. I'm here. Who is this like caller? Yes, this is Dolores. I was listening to the show. I really enjoyed the entire show. Um, this is all the good information that everybody had to provide from the health and then the views of the unity within the black community. I really enjoyed it. Well, um, thank you for that you enjoyed it. Tell me you're in the Birmingham area. Yes, in the Birmingham, Birmingham area? area? Yes. Good. Good. That is perfect. <laughs> because you are going with me to FBIP to the play All of Fair and Love and War on April 28th. And that's awesome. So congratulations. Yeah, we're definitely going to do blog talk next week because I would normally yeah. have, like, a little hand clapping and stuff in the background. I miss it. But, yes, you are my lucky father, and you are coming with me next week. So get ready because we're going to see some good stuff. I can't wait to see this this Jasmine character because she yes. was so full of spunk just in real life. So yes. I can only imagine what she's going <laughs> to be like on this place. I'm excited, yeah. y'all. I'm very I am excited. excited. I have um, three, three, three plays that I am going to and supporting this month, and that one's like right, right in the middle. I am so excited just watching. I love, love the arts and look, watching people kind of express through through those genres. So, yay, yay, mm. life, yay. Well, guys, I think we did great on the first show back coming in to Larry Town. I appreciate it. I, just, I appreciate you, Flores, for calling in and listening. We appreciate mm-hmm. the support, definitely. Definitely enjoyed it. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate everybody else who took the time out of their night to join us as well, whether it was online or through the call. And, Erica, I appreciate you as my new host because that was pretty awesome information. And I can't wait to get to get into depth about some of the stuff that you talked about. And then we'll have Toy back next week um, talking about lupus. I was about to say looking lupus. So next week is going to be just as great, if not better, than this week. And we'll have music. It won't be as dry. But to me, it was a great show, but it just wasn't what I was expecting, because I normally have music as that kind of like everybody calm down and breathe moment. <laughs> so I think we were lacking that, and it was just full of energy, just go, 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 go. But I like the, I like the, um, the peaks, the valleys and the peaks of it. So we only had peaks, it seems like. Even when we had Lena, Nina, Lena on, it was still a peak. Because she took us to a whole other level with the with the um, spoken word that she did, and I I appreciate all the guests that came out tonight. Everybody was awesome, everybody. So we'll be back next week, guys. Same time. Look out for the new information because it will not be the same. It's only going up from here, and it'll be uh it'll be even greater. Because soon we might even be live um, while we're doing the show. As far as not, um, 
we'll use another platform, but we're definitely um, putting that into action right now or getting that prepared to get that into action. But, everybody, thank you so much for joining Larry's Lounge, and I hope you all have a fabulous night and enjoy the rest of your week. You as well. Good night, ladies. Good night. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.